Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to our podcast. We are Freedom from Covert Harassment and Surveillance. I'm Derek Robinson, the moderator. Tonight is Saturday, August the 29th, 2015. And our topic tonight is what to say and how to say it at your city council meetings. We're here on Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time if you'd like to join us live to educate and assist those who are targets of organized stalking, remote electronic assaults, and more. And to let you know that you are not alone and that there are many thousands and millions of us nationwide and worldwide working together for our freedom. Views expressed during our podcast are those of our callers and not necessarily those of FFCHS. And now for some announcements. There will be a meeting of the Louisiana Targets on Monday, August 31st, 2015 at the IHOP adjoining the Days Inn in front of the airport, 1021 Airline in New Orleans, Louisiana. The time is 3 p.m. Central Time. The contact person is Max Williams at 318-557-0732. The Los Angeles Support Group will be having its meeting on Sunday, September 13, 2015, from 3.30 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific at the Round Table Pizza, 19750 Beach Boulevard in Huntington Beach, California. For more information, the contact person is Dolores Hall, at healing, S-P-I-R-T, at gmail.com. In Portland, there will be a support slash proactive slash potluck meeting on Saturday, September 19th, 2015, at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. The contact person is Amy Dale, and she can be reached at 971-207-3401. Okay, recently we've been talking to a number of people in our community who are planning to visit their city council representatives. And for many, the language is an issue that is exactly what to say to them and how to say it. And so I decided we should take some time tonight and have a conversation about that. First, I'm going to give you a few tips for the appointment itself. Uh, When calling uh, City Hall for your appointment, you want to keep to the basics of what you'd like to talk about. Uh, Basically, you just want to say uh, you have some issues related to community harassment. Keep it brief and and simple as possible. Uh, Please do not go into space-based weapons or I wouldn't even say directed energy weapons because people are not really familiar with what that is. And then that will lead to more explanations and then... uh, people will become disinterested in what you have to say. So I would just say community harassment and leave it at that. Okay, when you make your appointment, you want to give yourself about two weeks to prepare and so that others can prepare to join you. 
and preferably an afternoon appointment. That way, if you have GIs coming in from out of town, they'll have plenty of time to get there. And I'll give you time to gather documents, patents, affidavits, uh, PowerPoint, or whatever you want to use, and uh, all the materials that you'll need for a packet. Okay, at the meeting itself, uh, the introduction of what you want to say is key, and I'll share with you um, what, um, how I introduced um, our issues at the Los Angeles meeting that we had um, on Monday. Just this past Monday, we had a meeting in Los Angeles. Basically, what I said to them is that we are a national organization of victims of organized stalking and remote electronic assaults. Um, organized stalking is harassment of an individual by a group of people. And remote electronic attacks are when people use devices that utilize radio frequencies as weapons that can injure, that can confuse, that could incapacitate an individual. It can cause heart attacks, strokes, cancers, all from a safe distance from the victim and thereby escape detection and prosecution. The reason this criminal activity is propagating is because of the secrecy and because the radio frequencies are invisible, the devices are not within uh, eyesight of the, of the victim, and no one, is, um, no one is known to be the perpetrator. The criminal is basically getting away with the crime. So this is why this, this, uh, this criminal activity is propagating, is, is, uh, is uh, spreading uh, citywide and nationwide. These devices are being used all across Los Angeles and the United States, and none of these criminals have been prosecuted for the crimes that they have committed. So with that basic introduction, I segued to Levi McCann, and he had brought a few sonic devices with him. And these are devices that cause uh, a number of effects on the human body, such as nausea. And sonic weapons can cause effects that radio frequency devices uh, do not. But anyway, he, he had those available. He brought them and showed her. It was a visual item that she could... Um, actually witness for herself and see that these devices actually exist. And it was, um, it was a way that she could uh, see that this, uh, what we're talking about is something tangible. So he explained uh, what they do, and so uh, that was a visual ident for her. Uh, next, we moved into a hearing from the victims that were in the room. There were five of them in the Los Angeles area. They explained their situations to the assistant, and uh, we had a discussion after that, uh, I guess about 15, 20 minutes, um, about solutions, things that we can do to address the situation. So it was kind of a, um, uh, a sequence of events, the introduction, uh, the expository with, uh, with Levi explaining the devices and how they work, and then um, uh, into the victims and, uh, and how they're affected by the technology. And the discussion moved uh, very well and very logically, and we wrapped up in about an hour with everyone having spoken and everyone feeling that they had the opportunity, uh, plenty of time and opportunity to explain themselves 
and our situation to this representative. Um, the thing about this particular meeting is that um, we were talking to a legislative assistant rather than the official herself, which meant that she mostly took notes and she, um, she made some suggestions uh, during the meeting, but if we had met with the representative, she could have been um, more forthcoming with solutions, things that, that her and her office could do to address the situation. And that's, um, that's actually what you want to have in a meeting rather than someone who is just uh, sitting and taking notes. Um, during uh, the Yuma meeting, Yuma, Arizona meeting, I was, we were able to uh, address the representative directly, and he was much, much more forthcoming with solutions, with ideas, and things that the city could offer um, the residents uh, in terms of addressing our issues, and that's basically what you want to see happen. Uh, during this meeting, however, uh, she mostly took notes, um, and I noticed that there was some resistance to some um, uh, things that the city could do. Uh, we do have to be careful about uh, mentioning national agencies such as um, NSA, FBI, or CIA being involved with this weaponry because immediately when those agencies or um, programs that these agencies were involved in when that was brought up, the conversation shifted to our congressional representatives. Um, I had to shift the conversation back to what the city could do because we all know what Congress, what our congressional representatives will do because, we, because we've been there so many times over the years and they do absolutely nothing. So I wanted to be sure to not have us uh, stuck in that category with no solution but, to bring, the, but to, uh, to bring the conversation back to what the city could do. And there's a lot that the city can do to resolve, to help us with our issues. I mean, we are talking about um, things such as police protection. There are medical issues involved for many of us uh, that have to go to, to the emergency rooms and so forth. Um, Whenever any of um, those individuals mention electromagnetic attacks, they are immediately escorted to the psych ward. So those dynamics need to be addressed. Um, public awareness venues could uh, be discussed and how we can get this information to the public as much as possible. And ultimately, we're going to need a legislative assistance in terms of illegalizing the use of directed energy weapons um, on victims. So uh, ultimately, uh, that's something that we'll want to address. Right now, though, it, we're in an emergency situation. We're in a crisis situation, and we need to get victims protected um, with as much as we can get from the city as, as possible. Uh, we need to have, eventually, um, to empower the police to be able to track and arrest these criminals that are using these devices to harm individuals. So we want to get to that point eventually. Um, so anyway, there's a lot, of, a lot of resources that the city can bring to bear upon our situation once they are made aware um, of what's happening. And then um, uh, once the victims come forth and start to express what's happening to them, um, once the city believes them, there is much that they can do to assist um, 
and if for no other reason, that they are also at risk for this type of uh, these types of, of attacks. So um, basically, we also want to make clear to them that uh, in the event that uh, NSA and, and CIA uh, do come up in the conversation, uh, just make clear to them that we do not expect the city to investigate these agencies. Um, but what we want is for them to do what they can do. There's, there are things that they can do to protect uh, its residents. There are things that the city can do to protect its residents, and that is mostly what these representatives are concerned with um, if they are basically at all interested in doing their job. And most of them are, and we want to remind them that, um, that there are things that they can do to assist those who are being afflicted with these technologies. And once um, they do get that, um, uh, there's no argument about that. They realize that that's what they're there for, and uh, it gives them, you know, pause to think about how they can help. So um, I've only, I've so far we've been to, I've talked to three representatives in Yuma, Los Angeles, and in Richmond. Uh, in all cases, uh, the representatives there are, do take their, their commitments, they do take their office seriously in terms of uh, protecting the health, safety, and well-being of their residents. So if we can present our information and our situation to them in such a way that they get that there is really something very important, some very lethal criminal activity happening in their community, then in uh, most cases so far, they are willing to do whatever they can to assist those who are victims. Okay, basically that is what the meetings um, are about, and these are the kinds of things that happen during the meetings, and these are the things that we're looking for uh, to see happen, that is, uh, representatives involved in a conversation about what to do to help victims and actively engaged in uh, solution finding. And that's what we're after. Okay, so uh, at this time, I'm going to go ahead and um, uh, field some questions from you guys. If there are questions or comments about um, what I presented here, uh, we can talk about that now. Uh, feel free at this time to start in on your phone so we can begin our discussion. Hello, Derek. Yes. Hi. Um, I was talking with some friends, um, some fellow TIs, and we were wondering about Amy Anderson. We haven't heard an update in a long time about, um, you know, she was kind of the person that started the um, ball rolling on these things uh, becoming positive uh, outcomes. So what is an update on her situation? Is she still being targeted, et cetera, et cetera? 
Oh, okay. I guess she's still being being targeted. I haven't talked to her a lot lately myself. Um, she's still advancing in her program. She's working with um, uh, an individual at what they call the Family Justice Center there in Richmond. Uh, they're still in the midst of developing protocols so that TIs can receive assistance, both in Richmond and other places. Um, and she called me today. I didn't have a lot of time to spend with her. And she was trying to tell me something about a guy, and I could not understand what she was talking about, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, but she has some information that she liked. I, I invited her to share um, on Monday at the meeting uh, about what it is that she's trying to do there in Richmond. Their RTIs are actually moving there. I talked to one today. And so um, there are some things that may be starting to happen there in Richmond. Um, we're still at the development stage in so many ways um, that um, mostly tonight uh, we can talk about, you know, procedures. We can talk about, you know, language, what to say and so forth. Um, as far as representatives, we have one experience, and this was in Yuma, Arizona, where we actually talked to a representative who was very uh, proactive in terms of, of uh, ideas, uh, trying to come up with solutions, uh, and worked with us in terms of what we can do and how the city can assist those who are targeted. And that was a mm-hmm. very, very positive experience. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, we still have uh, several others um, in mind uh, for, for that. So uh, we're still pretty much at a wait-and-see stage at this point. Okay, but on the activism call, are you talking about Monday? Um, she's supposed to join us on that? Yes, yeah, I invited her there. Great, uh, okay. Yeah, Saturdays tend to be, I don't know, things tend to happen on Saturday. So I invited her on Monday. Okay, great, thank you. Okay, Derek, this is Pat. I, I, know, okay. I, I know of one other person who's read the book, Earth Rising by Nick Baggage. And I'd like to ask what you think about this. Since this book was written 15 years ago, it has everything but the kitchen sink in it about what they plan to do through the year 2020. Would it be good if someone did have it to take a copy of the book along or perhaps to take certain excerpts from the book Still take the book along, but type out the experts, the, just the part that you want to emphasize and say this is how long ago we knew this was going on and we've been trying to get through to you, et cetera, et cetera. That was my only question to you. Um, it, it wouldn't hurt to have uh, that book there. Um, I, would, I would present it as part of a packet. And you have to be uh, very explicit about what the book does, what it says, and so forth, so that uh, they'll have a basic understanding um, of what it's all about. Um, a lot of this information will be new to them. So um, right. what you say and how you say it is going to be key in terms of getting uh, the solutions that we're looking for. Um, as I mentioned, there are a couple of things we kind of have to watch for during the during the conversation, and that is mentioning government programs, because um, 
invariably someone will talk about what the NSA is doing or what the CIA or, or the military or something like this, uh, which kind of skewers the conversation and then the representatives think, oh, okay, well, this is out of our realm. Here, there's a, here's the contact number for your representative, your congressional representative, and the conversation is steered to a dead end because mm-hmm. we all know what happens when we go see our, our congressional representatives. Right. There's not much that they can do to help really, uh, help our situation anyway, or say, what up 10 years ago? Um, so anyway, um, the city meetings have been productive. Uh, we get to the point of uh, actually, you know, brainstorming and uh, looking at uh, some things that the city can do to assist target individuals to help them with the situation particularly those that uh, wind up in the emergency room and need assistance, um, or if they wind up at the police department and they need assistance um, and they wind up in a psych ward, that type of cycle uh, needs to be uh, interrupted there. So um, there's a lot of issues we could lay on the table for them to address, and they can help with that. So um, these are some of the concerns that we have that we present to them, as well as things like detection. And ultimately, we hope that the police department can, can become involved in that aspect of our targeting because we need to find who the perpetrators are, where they're hiding out, and uh, arrest those individuals. So um, all of that will come with legislation, although some are saying that uh, we do have legislation in place because these are assault weapons. Felony assault is already on the books. So if we utilize uh, that approach, then those individuals are liable already. So it's a matter of finding them, finding the equipment, and charging them with the crime. So all these issues can be raised and discussed during the meeting. Hi, Greg. It's Amy from Portland. Um, I have a question. Um, what do you think about going to a ca- the county rather than to the uh, the city or the town? Well, actually, I've been to the, to the county, and even the county level is is uh, rather bureaucratic for what we need to do. Um, the county is not in charge of of the local police. They um, they're, what, they in char- what they're in charge of is basically services that um, are, are farmed out through agencies, is what I found. So they, they really do not have a way to directly assist target individuals. I am Donaldson and would like to chime in, if that's okay. Hi. Hi. So I did some research a little it back to just find out about the authority of the city that I'm living in, which is uh, San Francisco, and they have an entity known as City and County of San Francisco. That entity with that name has an EIN number. Now, um, the man in charge of taking federal money from uh, for the anti-gang task force is the chief of police, what is what I discovered. His signature is on the documents for the receipt of the funds from the government grant that would 
be an anti-gang task force uh, solution. So I think that that could definitely be used uh, to, you know, in, in any other case, in any other city, check with the chief of police and see if they can maybe allocate some of those funds to this type of research, this type of investigation. What do you think about that? Well, that might be possible. Um, what I would not go to, I would recommend not going directly to the chief of police until after you've talked to the administration. And they uh, either call the chief of police into a meeting with you or um, they recommend to the chief that he meet with you. Um, uh, otherwise, uh, if, if left to their own devices, the chiefs of police, uh, they might listen to a, an individual, but ultimately they, they will ignore the problem. So um, I would have to, if, unless it comes with the sanction of the, the council, mm -hmm. And um, there is direct uh, conversation between the council member and the chief of police. Um, then whatever you, you bring to the chief will probably be tabled somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's an, it's good. It's a good point. Um, and thank you for your response on that. I, I I was hoping to actually be able to think think a, a little like more. Who's over the chief of police? Right? It's the mayor. Right? Or possibly even some of the city council members. So if we appeal via anyone that's thinking of going and paying a visit to the city council may want to consider appealing via written affirmation uh, with knowledge of this type of program that the city sponsors uh, that receive federal funds. See? Because this way it's, it takes it and, and, and gives that those funds more specific specific purpose, but I don't think that we'd, you, you know, a, an individual would, would be able to um, really get what they want, you know, seeking remedy, if, if they don't write it down and, and present the proposal so everyone can actually see it first, you know, members of the city council can see it first before it's even brought up at the meeting. Okay, well, um, as far as... Well, I can't really speak to that because we haven't really gotten very far into the process. But as far as initial meetings, you don't really have to have that type of um, written document documentation. Um, as far as uh, as far as our experience has shown, is they need they need to be aware basically of the situation, and that can that can come easily through the experiences of the TI. Uh, you'll, you'll present them with a packet of, of background information, uh, foundational materials that cover the topics that you'll be addressing. And that's what they can use to review um, after the meeting. So, uh, and that, that could contain things like affidavits and um, you know, DVDs and, um, and other uh, documents and things like that, patents and so forth. So that can be prepared, and this is why you need a couple of weeks, really, to prepare all those materials. And um, eventually we'll get to the place where uh, we'll have a packet ready. Um, and whenever we schedule a meeting, we'll have the documents that we need, you know, ready to go. And um, so when meetings happen, we can just pick up the material and the booklets, whatever, and we'll right. be ready to go. So, and that's going to come with, 
with experience as these meetings progress, as we get more of them. Um, the important thing for people to remember is that the, the members, at least our experience so far, is that they do listen. They do take note, and uh, they are in a position to directly influence the health, safety, and well-being of the target individuals in their town. They, they have that authority. Um, they are in a position that um, the Congress people are not in. We can, we can talk to Congress people, but they don't know what to do. Um, they really can't do much. The locals are really tasked with uh, direct health and service to citizens. So um, they are the ones that are really paying attention. They are the ones who are doing the brainstorming uh, in the meetings that I've been to, and they respond, they're interactive, and so forth. And that's the kind of meeting that you want to be in where you're going to find uh, some, you feel like you're going to find some solutions. So um, I think it, you know, it, it has felt so far like we're in the right arena. That we're in the right church, and um, as far as getting our issues addressed, so um, the Los Angeles is, you know, like the big time. But um, the meeting felt very informal. It was very easy to share our information. Uh, fortunately, uh, Levi was there. Uh, he was very cooperative about um, being proactive about attending this meeting and sharing his information. And it was it was um, it was it was very um, uh, germane to the conversation. He had a material that brought um, a sense of reality to what we're saying because he could present a device uh, that shows uh, what the frequencies or the sonic frequencies uh, can do, and also meters that can detect the frequencies, the radio frequencies. So all of that was interesting. It brought um, a sense of um, this is really happening to uh, the meeting. She could see these devices and to know, and know that the people were using them because she had she had these uh, these meters and 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 so forth right before her. And then we segued into the testimonies of five victims who were there and they shared their experiences with her. So um, all of that. She seemed to take very seriously, um, although at times she tended to want to, she tended to, want to steer uh, to redirect our efforts to the federal level. Um, she did take her um, her part in this equation very seriously. And, and with that package of information, could be also, Derek, the request for the use of the funds, you know, especially if the person is a resident of that city. Because as a resident, that municipality represents them as a person, as an individual. Not The federal government does not. They only, they only see, the Constitution protects you against government action. Right? But the civil laws, the local civil laws, are supposed to be to protect you against private action. So that's why I was saying that if you, if you include in there, uh, in the pack of information that you could take to City Hall, this, this some sort of uh, workup, 
of the you know the information regarding any type of government funding for for anti gang task force you i mean the fact that you you would that the person would have knowledge of those funds and then even the 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 corporate municipal nature of the the government you know i mean the 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 body so having that knowledge is very very crucial to getting getting the funds and putting them to use for the residents you know okay because that yeah so i mean it possibly would be different if i was from out of town trying to get funds if i'm from san francisco and i'm trying to get funds from you know for, for something that's going on in watertown new york that's not going to work you know uh it'd be a totally different task force you know assigned to it like you said it's about the municipality the local the local group sorry about the noise Okay, well, it it depends on how they um, are willing to look at the situation. Um, if they are willing to view this as gang activity, uh, which um, it isn't exactly gang activity, although probably some gangs are involved in it. Uh, so I, I think it's a, a broad definition. We can use a broad definition uh, when it comes to the dis, uh, dis definitions, you know, uh, and instead of viewing things so narrowly, you know, sorry, so the narrow, narrow interpretation of statutes and of rules when it comes to individual rights is not looked upon in a, in a good way by um, the courts. But a broader interpretation is, and because of this rule called ultra vires, the fact that certain legislation can, especially local legislation, can be overbroad. Okay, well, in a sense, it can be looked at as gang activity in the sense that there are groups of individuals that are um, at work and they are harassing uh, someone, um, or it could be uh, uh, termed as a human trafficking in a sense. Um, basically in the sense that you have uh, someone that is uh, controlling or trying to control or manipulate uh, another person or persons. Um, so from that aspect, it could be, you know, one of those, um, we look at it in those, those terms. So um, it, depends on, it depends on the city, like you said, and um, each city will have a different focus and various programs that it, that, that it utilizes in its budget and how they want to apply those funds is something that uh, the representative can, um, can brainstorm and advise us about. Hello, Derek? Yes? Yeah. Uh, hi, this is Gloria. I just want to say something quickly. Mm -hmm. This is a life sentence with it. It's well-funded. You can't get away from it. I go from New York to California. It follows. I mean, this, the only way, I mean, it, it affects every aspect of our lives. And the only, only way we get out of this is by dying. I mean, that's, that's, that's the I mean, final analysis. I've been on the, I've been, uh, like, been on the uh, call for about maybe over five years. And that's the only time anybody's, whatever it is, problems with this stuff stops. Once they're dead, it decreases our health. We, I mean, this is like a holocaust or something. 
I mean, you uh, know, yeah, I well, it is. It's it's absolutely a holocaust. Uh, although, um, as we continue our efforts and uh, and publicizing this, if we can get the cities involved um, in addressing the situation, then uh, maybe not. Maybe uh, there will be a remedy. I would say between now and over the next uh, two to five years, but this is I think we're going to start to see. Um, Something's happening um, as far as the administration is concerned that could alleviate some of the suffering, and that's that's what we're after. Trying to get this, you know, something into the hands of the police department where they will be uh, informed and equipped to deal with situations involving targeted individuals. If we can get police departments involved uh, and aware, then that could turn that could turn the tide. Anything on the administration level could turn the tide because right now they're operating um, under total secrecy. And um, if if our issues start to become recognized, if we if they start to get validation, then they will realize that they are at risk, and that's when we'll start to see some things start to back off. Excuse me, Derek. This is Sandy in Florida. Hi, Sandy, and welcome to the call. And um, I received your message. I was not there when you called. And um, so I'm sorry. That's not why I'm I'm interrupting you. I called the police the other night, not to tell them about the perps, but about, about to report that people were coming into my home. It's getting really, really bad. I have to tell you... The police are in the pocket of the perps here in Florida. They were really, really horrible to me. They acted as if I was the perp. Really? Um, They acted as if I was the criminal. I mean, I handled myself very, very well. Um, I I finally, finally they sent someone who was a lieutenant who treated me like a human being. I remained very calm and very collected. I made my report. It is being filed. He, this policeman took down everything, but he was very, very unsympathetic to me as a citizen of the United States of America. He was, I don't know how to describe him, but he was not really on my side. He would not touch anything in my house that I said had this this grease on it. Um, they they put this this chemical, this grease all over everything in my house. It is poison. He would not touch anything, and he wouldn't touch anything. Um, and because he knew what it was, he knew it was toxic, and he wouldn't touch anything. Can I finish, please? Can I please finish? Can I finish? This doesn't automatically make it happen. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Come back and do that. Can I finish? And then he called. Sandy, go ahead and finish. Can I finish? Can I finish? And then he was he was very unsympathetic to my plight. They come into my okay. home at night. I was making a report because I've had enough here. 
and they put this, this, this toxic stuff all over, and they do other very, very nasty things here. And um, I, I rent. I don't own my, my apartment. And I called my landlord, and I let my landlord know that people were coming into my apartment. I had really, I've had it here. And he called uh, someone higher up to come and be a witness. And this other guy really was out to arrest me because he was really very authoritative. And he said to me, well, now tell me your story. And he stood in my living room and he challenged me and said to me, now tell me your story. I said, sir, I am not going through this again and I would like you to leave my home. And he walked out because this other guy was ready to, was ready to put me in handcuffs. And I called the sheriff's office back and they sent the lieutenant here who was a lot more sympathetic and really, really talked to me and treated me like a human being. But the police department here in Florida, you may as well forget about them because they're in the pockets of the perps. I don't see any well, hope for the police department here in Florida, Derek. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, okay. Can I also say something about the county? The county may not have a lot of power, but the sheriff is under the county supervision. So the sheriffs are part of my problem big time. So the county is important okay. to me. Well, it depends. Uh, it depends. Um, the sheriff, I'm not sure what you, can, you could do about the sheriff per se. Well, I went to the uh, head of the sheriff in Santa Barbara County, and I mm-hmm. confronted him and told his secretary what happened to me. And she said, we never got that complaint. As it turns mm-hmm. out, I turned in a complaint three years ago about these mm-hmm. idiots working in the sheriff's department, and the guy at the top never got a copy. So they're waiting for my complaint. So they're oh. supposed to show you why it's important. So are you saying that the, the, sheriff, the sheriff in your county is targeting you? Absolutely. They have been since day one. They've been working hand-in-hand with the DOD neighbor, the operative neighbor who works for Raytheon. They've been helping him all along and making it blatantly, laughingly obvious, you know, just blatantly in your face. So I went to the guy at the top who I went to, used to go to church with him and his wife, and I called and talked to his secretary and said, this is what happened. They've run me out of town. These are your sheriffs. I want compensation for this move. She said, send us your complaint. We never got it. I said, it's figures. So there you go. I mean, it is important to stay connected with the the county if the sheriff's bothering you. I didn't go into anything other than those few specific things. I went into nothing else because they would have put me in handcuffs and sent me to to Fair Oaks, to the psychiatric unit. Yes, they would, Sandy. Yes, I I didn't go into anything else. Okay, well that's that's very good. I mean, right I, now, you know, I can right. I can go into Sheriff Bradshaw's office and try and speak to him. I certainly can do that. That that is not something I'm afraid to do. I can feel him out and see how he responds because he is an elected official. That's right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Why they listening? I told them I was going to pick it. I was going to hire 20 people and pick it. And they said, no, 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 don't do that. Just get us a copy of the complaint. We'll take a look at it. And then they had some lieutenant call me, too, and I didn't tell him anything. I'm not about to talk to some lieutenant because, the, you know, well, it gets all you know, it's, that. It's, uh, 
that's what uh, that's what they did in Los Angeles. Uh, they picked it up for a while, and uh, Nancy can tell you more about that. And Nancy, um, mm-hmm. could you start a? Um, I would like to to find out um, how effective that was, or what role that played in her getting an appointment. Uh, of course, uh, talking to a representative in Los Angeles. I mean, that's a major city, of course, and. Uh, I mean, that's one of the top three. So that was just uh, amazing that that happened. Uh, let me see. Um, Nancy, if you're here, if you could start eight, uh, I'd like to hear from you about um, about how your appointment came about. Uh, between her, her and Crystal, they, um, they picket it in front of the offices for weeks. For several weeks before they, um, the office finally conceded to call to call them, and um, and so they arranged to to meet with them. So uh, it was it was with the legislative assistant and not the representative. So we still have, you know, a uh, a step to go before we actually start looking at some real solutions. Um, because as an assistant, she could not herself offer uh, very much in terms of solutions. Uh, she basically she was taking notes, and then that's that's how the conversation mostly went. Uh, she didn't act like she uh, disbelieved us, um, and that was that was interesting to witness that. Um, but anyway, she was not in a position to. Uh, she's not the representative, so she can't speak on her behalf. Did she ever tell you, Derek, about if she how the letter she wrote? I mean, how many times she wrote into uh, the city council to to try to get this meeting? I mean, I know she did picketing, and she was there was some email correspondence. Well, um, I, I know it's a number of weeks. I'm not sure for how how many. Okay. Well, for. Um, my experience was, you know, when you call your city officials, it, it, the communication is, is pretty important. Uh, you have to remain calm. Um, you you kind of have to take a professional demeanor. And, you, you you know, you tell them, you know, that I have a public and safety and health issue. I, I'm a resident here in, in your city. And um, I am being um, harassed with... Uh, electronic harassment, organized stalking, malicious frequencies, and human experimentation. I would like to speak with a city council member. Um, and and not one time did I go into talking about how they were, you know, targeting in my daily torture. Um, and um, it, so it's pretty important to, in my opinion, to remain calm and to um, be, remain friendly. I mean, I know it's hard to do when you're being tortured. Um, but it, it's pretty important, I think, to communicate in a, in a way that, you know, lets them know you're not a, you know, a mental uh, patient. And uh, I'm not saying that, you know, because most of us have been mentally affected. It's really traumatized and it's, it's not, you know. Um, but it is important to uh, establish, you know, a communication um, with these people. Um, and luckily, my case, he called me back the next day. Um, 
the city official did. And what piqued his interest, I think he was concerned about electronic surveillance. Um, so when I, again, mentioned, you know, I mentioned freedom. I um, said so that we were a human rights organization. And um, this is a, uh, a not only a city public and safety health issue, but it was worldwide. And um, and then, of course, um, the the presentation pack that I put together, um, I am I am considering putting that t together for those that want uh, to. Uh, so I mean I, I I'm considering making it available, um, and I can make it available two ways using FFTHS or just a standard presentation. Um, so. Um, if you're interested, you can let me know um, if you want help in doing that. But I think it's important in remaining calm and uh, friendly and uh, um, not talk about your targeting. Um, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Nancy, if you want to star eight, if you have uh, anything you'd like to add to the discussion, uh, star eight is the request to talk feature if you have something to add. Um, yeah, I did have a question about uh, about the picketing and things like that. So hopefully we'll hear from Nancy. Star 8, uh, if you're just joining us, um, we're talking about uh, talking to your local city council representative about uh, seeking assistance and some things that you can say, how to say it, and so forth. That's going to be key in terms of, um, A, getting an appointment to talk to them, and uh, B, basically just getting assistance for your situation. And these are some hey. things that we are striving for. Hey, Derek. I just yes. thought of something, as you mentioned, uh, that about contacting the city, the city council, right? Well, mm -hmm. I, the, city, the city manager is basically the head of the city council. So that would be the, the person to go to for requests from the city council, city manager. Oh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to the city manager if I were you. Um, the city manager is is. Um, That's the city administrator, right? Is the, the person. Administrator? Yeah, it's it's. He's the city administrator. He, uh -huh. is, uh, he is basically tasked with managing the city's resources. He doesn't really make the decision. Yes. It's it's yes. it's it's this position. Um, to carry out the wishes of the council. So once they make a decision, they they turn to the city manager to carry them out. So uh, he's not really the, uh, the decision maker <laughs> or the policy maker. However, that's really, who you want to talk to? However, Derek, they the city manager has the most influence over the city council. Well, that's who made the decision. I think that's who made the decision. Uh, for us to uh, go further uh, representing our issue at this, it was called a citizens forum, is, is five, one of the five things that this city official uh, recommended to us. And, and But when it got to the city administrator, um, um, he said no to us presenting it at the citizens forum and said it was a state and federal issue. But, you know, that's just one person. Um, I think there is a board of supervisors, um, I think, in every city, uh, and that the Board of Supervisors is the city officials, the mayor, chief of police, and the county um, safety, the public and, uh, public 
health department, um, I think is what the the supervisors and um, I mean he can be a deterrent, but I think it once if you can get your point into the city official uh, and get the and, and get them uh, you know educated and more um, accepting our issue and, and and willing to help with our issue uh, that overrides the city administrator. So. Uh, I mean, so there are a lot of challenging things, but getting heard is, uh, is pretty important. Presenting documentation is pretty important. Uh, I think rallying is a great idea. If no one wants to listen, if they, if you keep going and no one and you're stopped in your tracks at the city um, a level or county level, why why not try to getting a few people together to rally, um, or you know, corresponding with them with uh, uh, emails. Okay. Um, well, to answer your question or your comment, um, I would say that the uh, city manager or the city administrator is not someone you want to go to with this issue. Um, basically, they are there to carry out the wishes of the council. And whatever is policy, whatever policy issues they decide, uh, the city manager carries out. So, I, 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 again, I would start at the top. And uh, now if and the city administrator does, um, you know, would have, uh, you know, he could say no. But then you also have the option of speaking to him further about it or going back to your council member and then having him speak to the city administrator. So um, it's a matter of how um, your administration is set up. Um, if if the if the council member says this is what I want to see happen, then I would say that the city administrator has to carry it out, generally speaking, or see to making it happen. So that's that's basically what his job is. Well, when you present the evidence, Derek, you know that you guys have in, in previous cases where you've met with the city and you've presented evidence as a group. Um, and you could use that same evidence in other cities, you know, to to hold if it's valid evidence, if it's admissible or whatever they want to call it, you know, discoverable. Then you could, if they if the city manager refuses to allocate funds to you know from the city anti you know gang task force where they receive funds from the government, then then that's then whatever local rulemaking that they're doing you know, to circumvent the use of those funds for the purpose that you've brought to their attention, what could be brought up as a federal issue, and then this, the, the individual made the decision, who made the decision not to use the, that money could be held liable for damages, injury, and things like that that happened to the, to the person. Right. Well, yeah, it, it, you know, there are situations like that, and you have to address them um, you know, have to decide how you want to address them best, whether it's by um, going through administrative channels or by picketing. Um, however, you, there are certain ways that you can go about addressing that. So, um, yeah, we have options. Um, but, again, I would say um, in each case to start at the top. You know, once, you, once the policy is, once it becomes policy, and it's a process. It's not something that happens overnight. Just like the city administrator um, said no to, to Shelley and Yuma, but still it's a process. 
There are other um, uh, city council members that she can talk to. She can also talk to, uh, to the city administrator and um, make sure that he understands what uh, the situation is. Uh, this is not a federal issue. We're not asking for an investigation. We're asking for the city uh, to do what it can to help target individuals. And there are things that the city can do. So um, he needs to, uh, an understanding of where she's coming from in terms of assistance, and maybe he would have a change of mind. So um, in each case, there are, there are options that we have. Well, I mean, the, um, the one city official, I mean, immediately he said, um, he talked about ways to measure these malicious frequencies. You remember that, Derek? Mm-hmm. Um, he said he, he even offered to call the chief of police uh, uh, at one point, uh, which was impressive. Um, so he was on board. Um, I just, I just got, I just took a break from. Uh, for now, I, I'll get back on track here. But um, <laughs> I did want to tell the rest of the group what he did suggest. There were five things that he suggested. Um, for my city as far as uh, getting the word out um, besides emails and picketing. Um, he suggested, um, well, of course, the Citizens Forum, which is unique to, to the city of Yuma, uh, where they had the panel of uh, Board of Supervisors. Uh, he talked about the uh, radio program, your local radio program. He even gave a, a specific number to listen to and to, to uh, see about public awareness as far as getting the word out. He told us about uh, trying to write a letter to the editor. Um, I know um, that is kind of a um, challenge. Um, and uh, that, that you can put an ad in, uh, which I found was interesting, that you can put an ad in the paper, in, in the local paper. Um, so that's four of them. I'm well, impressed over what you just said. I have, a, I have a question for both of you. When you did talk to the various city councils, did you tell them that you were also talking to city A, B, C, and D, or did you not mention that? Oh, yeah, we did. Um, we did mention that there were some other cities um, involved in trying to help target individuals. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we presented them also, especially in Los Angeles, with the, uh, the letter from Chicago Beckles, uh, which basically encourages other uh, city council members to become involved in the process. Good. So uh, to answer your question, uh, yes, we have. Hey, Derek. Hey, I, I would like to add to that that um, as he was looking through the packet, um, he focused he, he, he focused quite a bit um, on the, um, the, the uh, letter from Javanka. And uh, so, uh, you know, there's a certain... In my opinion, there's a you know they pay attention to to something they can understand legislation, what other uh, city officials are doing. Um, so, yes. Yeah, uh, I, and I mentioned that uh, there were several other cities uh, in the LA meeting. I mentioned that there were several other cities who were also getting involved in assisting TIs, and that hopefully we could establish a network so that you know whatever progress one um, one area makes, it can be shared with the others. So basically, I mentioned that. Hello. Hey, Derek. Is Sandy still on the call? Uh, probably. <laughs> Where, Sandy, what, uh, what, uh, what county is Sandy? Is um, Sandy from from Florida? Nothing. Is it a minute? 
Sandy? Yeah, what, what county is she from? Um, I think she's around Delray Beach. Okay, so she's down by uh, Elvira. Hello? Hey, yeah, Derek. She's far from... Um, no, I'm Palm Beach I'm County. Sheila Elvira, Beach. Elvira is, is Broward County. Okay. Have you ever had Sheila or have you ever had Melissa or anybody come over to your house? Um, no, and- no, we're we're both in the same county. We all three of us, Sheila and Melissa and I, both live in Palm Beach. We all live in Palm Beach County. Have you ever had Sheila come over to your house? Has she seen what's going on? No, but but she knows what's going on. Yeah, because I'm wondering. Because I I talk to Sheila. Right, I'm wondering if maybe she came over. Um, and if you had people that were witnesses that came over when you called the sheriffs, if that would help. Hello, Derek. I don't think so. I, um, I have to. People have suggested that I take pictures, but there's nothing to take a picture of. Right. There's absolutely nothing. It's it's blank. Okay. Well, that's I, would, I would like to say something yeah, very quickly. Um, it, what, before before I came back to Vermont, you know, this happened to me in Berkeley. It was the chief of police that set me up. So be very careful um, with the chief of police. And also I would like to um, say that there is always someone, there is a sheriff in the sheriff's department, in every sheriff's department that is involved in these crimes. Not the whole department, same as the police, it's not the whole department, but there is always someone in the police, in the, the sheriff's department. It is and the sheriff's department doing it, yes, you are right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the sheriff is 100% involved. But it was, like I said, it was the chief of police in Berkeley, California, who um, got me into this. Hello, Derek. Derek? Okay. Yeah. Hi. This is Billy. I just wanted to make one quick comment and um uh I wanted to go along with what uh the woman was talking about that was just on there about Raytheon because my actually uh one of my main enemies is actually uh the uh biggest person there at Raytheon, which Raytheon is the closest um city to where I live in uh, Franklin County, Winchester, Tennessee, uh, uh, Raytheon's located in Huntsville, Alabama, which is only 45 minutes away, and uh, I'm one of the best things that's ever happened to a lot of the community around here because uh, they're getting a lot of benefit from Raytheon and from their community harassment and so forth. So, And I have put up with uh, a lot of... Uh, of uh, a criminal act or uh, actions that weren't appropriate from law enforcement. So I just wanted to go along with her on that because I understand exactly what she's talking about, and I think it's a shame. Yeah, this is Derek. This is in Northern California, and I I travel to LA. The sheriffs and the police are completely involved. I've been a TI for 23 years, and they've been constant for all over California, wherever I go. Oh yes. The, the police big time and the sheriff 100%. Hey, Derek. 
Um, this is Alec from San Francisco Lafayette. I just want to, like, uh, just go over a couple of points really quick so everybody can understand this. Um, there's obviously the big picture, which is the Bilderberg Group New World Order agenda. Um, they're not spending their own money on this. They're using taxpayer money, and we know the CIA, the DOD, and the NSA are involved, as well as the police. People need to realize that counties lease the cops to the cities. So that's um, the counties are involved. Um, they get trained on this equipment. In my particular Contra Costa County, I know who's the, the people uh, training them, and I know a lot of the police that are involved. Um, so I suggest don't, you know, including the chief of police, the internal affairs, and, and chief of investigations in my case. So you have to run a fine line. So no cop's going to sit there and say, uh, you know, we don't care about the people in our community or the Constitution. They're not going to say that. But a lot of people, uh, a lot of the cops have synthetic telepathy already. Um, and I've personally been, like I mentioned before, stabbed in the leg by the police. I had a cop with a gun in the county hospital, dressed in a hospital gown with a, with a gun under the bed. I've said this. And he patched my EEG through to the precinct to this cop named Ken in Lafayette. Um, so um, people need to, you know know that the police are involved, but if you're going to run the fine line, go to the city council, talk to the mayor, um, you know, and all those places are infiltrated with synthetic telepathy people as well that are ready to screw things up and delay things and lose things, etc. So, you know, try to talk to those people because then they're going to be forced to run the fine line there and they're not going to sit there and admit their involvement in it. But that's all I wanted to say. So people are just clear on it. Okay, yeah, we, we realize that there's some administration officials involved. Uh, we just don't know exactly who. I don't think it is the entire department uh, in any city. Of course, I can't be sure of that. But uh, we, we really cannot make blanket statements or we just get no help at all. Let me get my, right. my phone number to this guy right here. My name is Donaldson. I'm in NorCal, too. And if you want to chop it up with me, uh, my number is 415 I'm in San Francisco, 415-286-2412. Uh, okay. Yeah, um, and then call me when you have a free chance. We talk about the city, the connection between the police and the county and the city. I like what you said right there, and I'm interested in that. Well, it's you know, it's true, uh, and we can't sit there and say all cops are involved because, um, you know, the, some of them tr choose not to be involved, you know. And one of the – I often hear a lot of stuff uh, on the, you know, through their headset microphones because i got a lot of people. i got, you know, people from the NSA coming out here and being trained and stuff like that and et cetera. Um, so a lot of cops, like one cop said, oh, I'm going to go back to my dash cam view as opposed to the remote neural monitoring view. You know, some people in one cop I overheard that like, she was upset. I guess her boyfriend was there and they're like, she couldn't believe that they were torturing me and she was upset. But the problem is, is that then those people just go back to doing their jobs and, you know, doing whatever they do normally. And, you know, they choose not to get involved. And, of course, they're going to keep the, you know, the silence, the thin blue line, and they're not going to talk about it. And the ones that want to get involved because of the pay and they don't have to wear the uniform, they could sit around at somebody else's house and do this. 
you know, then they'll transfer out of that uh, county and join, you know, whatever, you know, department uh, that that is handling, like the CIA or DHS or something like that. But that's kind of how it goes. And but they're not going to admit it. So I suggest that you approach the city council, you approach a mayor and you do, deal with them and let them, you know, deal with that fine line of, you know, oh, you know, because they're not going to sit there and say, we don't care about this, the citizens of the, the town or the Constitution. You know, they're going to say we swore an oath to uphold it and all that other stuff. So that's the fine line you have to run and then have them force the police's hand uh, into investigating and trying to do something about it. So, I mean, that's how it's going to go. Okay, I do have an announcement for um, from Belly in Tennessee. I do have um, a young lady in, um, in Kentucky that would like to be in contact with you, and um, she's asking for permission to call you. Me? That would be fine, Derek. All right. Yeah, she, yeah right. please please give her my number. And while I'm on the phone with you, the gentleman that was just talking that gave his number out um, to the other man, would it be possible that I may could get your number to talk also about um, uh, some of the law enforcement situations I've been going through? Are you talking to Absolutely. me or Donaldson? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I love insight. So. Okay, I'll, could I get your number, please? I didn't uh, write it down. Hey, that's fine, man. Just don't abuse it. It's 415-286-2412. I'll say it again. 415-er. Don't do it. You got it? Okay, great. I won't abuse it. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was some good info and I was so the fact that the cops were involved in it doesn't surprise me considering the fact that when I recently had my friend check where my IP address was coming through, it was coming out of an LAPD. I'm in San Francisco, but it, my IP was coming from LAPD. Um also I opened up my Google Drive and I had recently downloaded the Sheets, Google Sheets, uh, and I never opened it. And when I first opened it, there was a document in there that had all the information for the police and their and their phone numbers and addresses, and it had four anonymous viewers in my Google Drive. So I think what's happening also is they are hijacking accounts and using accounts to actually stay anonymous to do their work as well. Someone. When I say they, I just mean whoever the perp is. Uh, Derek, I'd like to say one other thing, and I would just like to let everybody know, you know, everybody, think what you want to think, but uh, not too long ago, there was a T.I. that was on here that, uh, a young lady that said she was from uh, Alabama, and we were talking, she said she'd just been targeted for uh, a few months, and just a lot of things didn't add up. Well, my Facebook was hacked. And um, we had exchanged uh, pictures, you know, and all of a sudden I looked at the, the picture that she had sent to me, and I said, wait a minute, that looks familiar. And she wanted me to hurry up and send a picture of me, which I did. And later on I thought about it. That wasn't her because that was – she said she didn't even have a Facebook account or nothing, and I seen that picture on the, base, 
on Facebook and stuff. So she just got a picture off the internet and or Facebook or whatever and sent that to me. So I just wanted to, you know, like I said, everybody's going to believe what they want to believe, you know, and there's people that can really uh, pull the wool over people's eye big time, but she's a perk. So that's my opinion. And that's it. I just I just want to say something real quick to the guy who said that he downloaded um, from Google the police's addresses and phone numbers. That's not too smart to do, especially with what's going on. Oh, if you look, sorry. If you look at the bigger picture of it, um, where we have terrorism going on, they're watching everybody, and those are the, some of the things that they're looking for because of what's been stolen from the government. They're looking good, for good people. Point. They're looking for people, and they're looking for those types of things to see who does what. And they're looking for people that download military records, who download, you know, cops' addresses and phone numbers, because in their eyes, there's no reason for anybody to have that information. And they're looking for the hackers that are actually going in and doing this stuff to the government system. So be careful with uh. that too. Good point. You know what I did was I actually I never opened up the the sheets application, and the first time that I opened it up, that document was in there. So as far as I know, maybe I downloaded that at another time and it just appeared in my sheets, but I never downloaded that intentionally to have it appear in sheets so that I could look at it. But I have in the past, you know, looked up, uh, you know, agency information because of course. I want to stop insurrection and right. rebellion. Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, think about that, right? They're claiming that we are insurrectionists and rebellionists, and they're using the Constitution to enforce these policies via agency discretion. So it's, oh, it's mind-boggling. Derek, can I, can I talk? This is James Lico. Uh, yeah, oh, hi, James. How you doing? Bye, thanks. So um, what I wanted to mention was that I've come across um, Mark Passio, M-A-R-K-P-A-S-S-I-O, like, like passion only without the N. Um, he, he does talks on a lot of different things. One thing he talks about is um, the police and the military, and he calls them dominators. They have... A, certain type of personality, uh, I believe that the, the police have been replaced. Like, it's not, it's no longer Andy of Mayberry police anymore. These police are different. They're, um, the, the police maybe before were, may have been good and, and had honest intentions, and now they've been replaced by people with um, lower IQs. I think they even have a cap of IQ that they don't let in over certain you know, at intelligence level. And um, the way the training is, it's it's training to dominate, to be dominators. They are, uh, like I said, there's a certain type of personality, somewhat lower in uh, empathy and um, a number of other things. I don't remember all of them, but that's the main thing is the lower in empathy. And they take orders from people. They take orders from, like, you know, really the corporate state, but they take orders. And if somebody uh, 
you know, that's what they do. They follow orders. So if somebody doesn't want to follow an order, they're not going to be there very long. They'll they'll leave or get kicked out. So um, what I think is going on, there's there's these, I'll call them dominators, in the police, there's dominators in the military, and there's dominators who are torturing us. Those people are also dominators, same type of personality. And I think this is just a, um, an opinion of what's going on. I, I, I think it's accurate, but it remains to be seen. I think the people doing this, um, well, let me back up. The Everybody knows what the blue wall of silence is. It's uh, unwritten law. Blue wall of silence is an unwritten law that says that you don't rat on your fellow police or, well, dominators. In this case, they're all all—they're not all police. Some are military, and maybe they don't have that law there, but um, the police certainly do. And um, I'm thinking that to the people that are torturing us, it's just a job, and to the police, it's just a job because... They go home after denying people their rights or, you know, things that they are due, like the self-respect that Joanne, I think her, was her name, was due with the complaint she made to the police and she didn't get any self-respect. She didn't get any respect. And they don't think they need to give respect. They don't, their, like I said, their empathy is lacking. So I think what they do is they... they uh, even the ones that even know a little bit about it or any level, they don't rat on the other ones, and they're not going to rat on the people who are doing the torturing because it's just a job. They're only doing their job, and and they're not going to tell on them. Until we do something about the police and these people who are torturing, all dominator-type personalities. So that's what I had to say, and if anybody has any questions, I'd be glad to answer it. Mark Passio, who was talking about that, he's got a real good point, M-A-R-K-P-A-S-S-I-O. Well, I think that um, I think that we're, we're heading towards um, a time where um, our issues uh, will start to become... Uh, politically correct. Right now, we are considered mental cases um, a lot of the time, and um, we're in a position where, uh, say, like the gay rights movement back in the 70s, as they were just starting to organize. Uh, when I was coming up, you know, um, uh, gay people and gay rights were looked down upon, et cetera, et cetera. Now that has moved into like mainstream and that's it's gained a certain respectability. Um, what I'm saying is that I mean it's the same way with the civil rights movement, it had uh a process to um to go through to attain a certain amount of respectability. Um what I'm saying is that this is a movement that has to uh acquire um a certain amount of um recognition and eventually respectability to where um, the police would not, uh, will treat us more respectfully than we're getting um, in hospitals and uh, administrators and so forth. That is all a process that is happening. Um, and the more groups, the more, um, the more visible that we become, 
you know, all of that will start to be that will start to establish us as a movement. Um, recently, recently, I um, I came across someone sent me a video of a pastor in Texas who was um, uh, giving a sermon. It was a brief sermon, about about uh, seven minutes, but she covered the basics of being a target individual and that this was happening to a certain amount of people, and encouraging pastors and church leaders to. Uh, to address these individuals and to help them. And she is, was just coming into the knowledge and awareness that this was happening, but she was very determined that uh, individuals that come into, uh, that she knows about would get treated fairly, she would pray for them, minister them, counsel with them, and so forth. And she was uh, spreading, as a non-target, she was spreading this knowledge to other pastors. So it's going to take uh, massive groups like a church, uh, church groups, and um, and so forth. If we can get more cities involved, which is happening, uh, if we can get the communities involved in becoming aware and becoming active and assisting TIs who are suffering, who are being tortured, so forth, this message will eventually, I would say, within a two, within two and five years. Would, would, would gain a certain amount of respectability and TIs would become a protected, uh, you know, protected minorities like, you know, women, blacks, gays, whatever. Um, so all of that is coming into uh, a realm to where um, the police will not be perceived as enemies but as allies and, and people that we need to go to for protection. So... If you think in, in, in long-range terms, um, I see this as where this movement needs to be in order for us to get the perpetrators um, arrested and a lot of this activity uh, backed off from us. So anyway, this is what I see long-range, and I think this is coming into being as we continue to reach out and uh, the cities continue to listen and take their responsibility seriously about protecting um, the residents of this city. So that mm-hmm. is kind of thing. So anyway, that's why I feel that this movement is going and it, I think that we'll get there very shortly. I just wanted to say one more thing. I agree with you, and but I think there's two ways we can get there. The other way is re- revolution and that's also very um, tricky and I don't know how, you know, Whichever way it goes, it's going to go faster one way than the other, and we'll get there one way or the other. But Revolution. I think- See, that's, the thing. that's, that's another thing. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think that, that that will be like an option for us, mainly because not, not that it's, well, mainly because we don't really have the numbers to do anything like that, I mean, to contemplate something like that. Well, I was only thinking revolution in terms of population waking up and getting really tough with, um, you know, the powers that be. I'm not talking about violence or anything that we're going to do. I, I don't think we can do anything. We're already subjugated to the point where, you know, we're isolated and all that. And, and it's not going to, no, that's not going to, yeah, I just mean, I mean the people waking up to the point where it would actually, um, you know, they get really pissed at, at the powers that be in, in, Call in. It's not going to happen until the people who are not targeted 
are as angry as the people who are targeted. Because really, what's happening is it, it's not only happening to us, it's happening to them too, because it's their country. They're, you know, yeah. whether they like it or not, their country is being destroyed by these people. And it's really all for money. The whole thing is greed and corruption and taking matters into your own hands and the end justifies the means, all that kind of thing. These people are all sick and, you know, somebody's whistling like some, like, that's kind of dumb, isn't it? Or don't you feel dumb doing that? You know, uh, you know the, it, it just has to, I guess, work, work its way out and the people have to wake up. It's, I don't think there's any other way, but I'll, I'll stop. Well, there will be a revolution. There's going to be civil unrest when they drop the dollar, and they are going to do that. Right. Um, and a lot of things are changing that are going to flush the toilet, so to speak. Derek, Okay. Uh, one time, please. Uh, who's there? Uh, this is Joanne. If I could just give an announcement to kind of dovetail on what you were saying about the public announcement. There's a doctor. His name is Dr. John Hall in San Antonio. And his girlfriend was a PI, and he's been involved with the government, and he's also a victim. But he wrote a book called The New Breed, and he is also trying to get a movie out to, to talk about the PIs. And okay, he, yeah, we know, know about the movie. Yeah, oh, thank you. The movie, is, it's, the trailer is posted on our website. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. I wasn't aware of that. Thanks. Hey, okay. I just, uh, hello, there. Hey, yeah. Derek. I just want to say one thing about Scott. I live on the other side of Florida, um, from Sandy, and and I haven't had any problems with the police at all. They've been really good. Anytime I've had an incident, um, they've come over and you know taken the statement and stuff. And I have not had any problem whatsoever as far as as far as dealings with them. So I don't know if it's just the areas that I've lived in. Um, that have been it's it's smaller communities, um, so I don't know if it's just an area type thing, um, like a bigger city, than than like a smaller town that's that I've had problems that you know people have had problems in, because I haven't. I've had a few dealings with the police, and and it's it's all been positive. So there are police departments out there, whether they're the sheriff or the local. It just depends, Beth, and actually um, last year um, I was able to um, to participate in a TI that actually called the police and gave a police report. Uh, The police decided to take the report. Um, This person uh, described what happened uh, to the police. They wrote everything down. They they asked a lot of questions, but um, but they gave them a report, and they were very, they were very cooperative. Right, so, and and part of it here too, maybe that some of the cops here do get targeted, and I think that may be why. That's the blue wall of silence. Hello, Derek. Yeah. I was just going to say, going uh, back a little bit there to to religion, especially with organized religion. I know for a fact that, well, as most of us uh, probably know that, you know, uh, organized religions, whatever organized religion there is, they're always the one that's right and everybody else is wrong. And there's been so many cases in the past that um, we have seen where there have been uh, big church religious leaders that have done 
you know, terrible things, and instead of getting corrected, they've actually even been promoted. And um, so uh, people that um, in the religions that, uh, like myself, for instance, I was familiar, I was in an organized religion for around 20 years till uh, right before, till this targeting, and um, I was drugged, and uh, I don't know what they gave me, but it made me talk of uh, a bunch of crazy stuff, and um, so it um, made them, it was recorded, and instead of talking to me about it or whatever, they're part of it. There's a lot more to it than that. But anyways, I know for a fact that organized religion, um, the you know, and that goes along with, uh, with the elite, you know, they are, in, they, they are involved in this uh, as well. So... Um, well, that is, that is often the case. That is often the case, but um, and there's been infiltration in every sector of society, every single one. So uh, we do have to uh, to realize that there are individuals that are not involved in this. So we can't make blanket statements because every sector of society is affected by what's happening. Everything has been infiltrated from education to religion to healthcare, the legal system. Everything has been infiltrated. You're exactly right. And this that's one of the main things, exactly what you said, is that they research this. They research each individual and so forth before they make a move, before they get somebody involved in in doing their dirty work, they're gonna you know, they they're gonna make sure that that person is gonna, you know, follow through with the orders. Somebody with you know, that doesn't fit the situation they're going to walk away from. So, yes, I understand what you're saying. Not everybody is, you know. Okay, and, and we do have to remember this this dynamic. Not everybody uh, is involved, and there's more people that are not involved than there are involved. So we still have a good chance of, of, of a positive outcome. That's inspiring. I've actually, I've actually even seen um, one, uh, one of the smaller leaders in this situation in the religious organization actually even go to a higher position, you know, and just wanted to bring that out. Okay, so they will try to give us the impression that we're completely surrounded, that every single person that we know that we see is involved in taking us down and so forth. But just try to keep in mind that there are there are more people that are uninvolved that can help than that are involved. And some of it is to create an illusion of hopelessness. So we have to kind of guard against that. Oh, I, I would like to uh, give uh, everybody a little bit of encouragement, something that just happened just recently. Well, there's been some bad stuff, of course, that's happened, but there has been one good thing that's I've been kind of a breakthrough, and that is just recently I got underneath my trailer and um, I was, uh, uh, I, I just uh, had this feeling I wanted to check under there, and I found something in the mud underneath my trailer, and um, it uh, it looked like a cell phone. And so I picked it up, 
and I went and I got and, and I and I opened it up and, and it was muddy, but I took some uh, electric non-flammable electric motor cleaner from the auto parts store, went and got a bought a can of that and sprayed it off real good. And um, I got on the internet and I looked at it, and it's a uh, let me get my glasses on here. It's a trio. Well, to make a long story short, it's uh, it's a recording device. It records up to 60 hours of um, recording, and I and and not and also at least two of the people that I was talking about that are in the organized religion were actually under my trailer in that same area. And so what I believe happened was that they put it on my uh, floor joist. They set it in a position on the floor joist, and we had some bad storms. And this uh, and this trailer, you know, it has been known to shake. And so it maybe knocked it off the floor joist. You know, I'm just, that's just what I'm thinking about. But anyways, I reported it. I went and I, I reported it, and um, I've done a lot of research taking it to, uh, going to try to get it fixed, see what I can find out. Um, just, you know, just really going forward with it. You know, it's a, it's a trio model P2810C. Uh, but, uh, I just wanted to share that, you know, and, uh, maybe that'll bring some others to hope that, you know, that, uh, it'll bring us a little bit closer to, uh, busting, you know, making a bus, because I would sure like to see, you know, I'd like to, I'd love to see a big old community bus, you know, with uh, this uh, terrible torture that they do to so many people. Yeah, good for you on the find. Good find. If we can get, uh, if we can get churches like this, uh, this this pastor, uh, this pastor lady in Texas, if we can get more churches, um, you know, spreading the word um, among the congregation, among other pastors, and um, and if we continue our work with uh, uh, city administrations, and they uh, continue to be uh, continue to listen to us, and um, and to help and assist TIs, uh, we can create a network of cities that are involved in the solution for targeted individuals and churches that will be willing to, uh, and their congregations that will be willing to assist GIs, and then which could lead to other types of uh, community groups uh, involved in assisting those that are targeted, especially when they come to realize the type of torture that some people are enduring and what uh, this targeting does to people's lives. Uh, that, would, um, that would lead any concerned system, uh, citizen become very, very uh, involved in wanting to help. So um, it's it's a matter of public awareness, and it can happen once communities start to get involved and they start telling other communities. Um, I think very, very shortly, over a short period of time, um, we should start seeing some major changes in uh, the way the target individuals are perceived and believed, and some real tangible help start to come our way. I don't think the tangible help is going to come from any police. I can tell you I have police protection, and whoever talked about them being dominant is so accurate. Those statements are so accurate. To say that they're not empathetic 
is a vicious growth understatement. They have been just as vicious to me as gang stalkers. It is not the way to go to the police, even if they're on your side. Stay with the tactic that Amy Anderson is using, you know, you dealing with normal people. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's brutal. It's cruel. They've just been vicious to me, uh, just <laughs> betraying me, humiliating me nonstop, and, and protecting me, but humiliating me constantly. So I just want people to know, and whoever said that, you're just so accurate hey, with, what my you're, what, yeah. with what you're saying. Very, very, very wary of the police. Very wary. But I think it's my experience has been it's the police with a military hey, background. Did you, just, did you just talk to that demon-possessed man? I don't know what he's saying. He's a demon-possessed man. You are a demon-possessed man. High five. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, attitudes can change. Let me just say that. And uh, it just so much depends on who you're talking to and uh, a lot of variables. With the Um, churches, Derek, what about just sending in to the various churches, let's just say in your community to start with, just sending in a prayer request and asking, because they're not going to turn down that in an email. You don't have to go into a definite, really a minute-by-minute definition, but just talking about help us prevent the loss of human rights, et cetera, et cetera. Just let them know we exist or that your organization organization exists. Yeah, and and just make it a small um, message. I have um uh the the minister that I was telling you about uh she has um she has a video on YouTube and I sent that out to uh to the newsletter and also to some ministers in the group and they will be sending it around to um to to uh people in their church uh, and other churches and so forth. Uh so um that's one way that we can, you know, get the word out. Uh it, I mean, it it just it just so much depends on on who you talk to, uh, the condition of uh, that person's um, mental state. You know, when you present yeah. it to them, right. um, who knows what happened? I mean, this is the the only instance that I know of. Well, there's one other uh, where um, a church leader actually was convinced of someone's targeting. I mean, in most of the cases, 99.9 percent of the cases. Uh, church leaders have also turned their backs on victims, and it's been sad to see. But I know people who are um, who are happy church church goers, but they know that they cannot bring this issue up to their pastor. So um, uh, maybe this video could do a lot of good in a lot of places. So um, we'll see what happens with that. Well, I'd like to also mention that, you know, alternative media, Pete Cancelli is also, you know, he's speaking out. He, he speaks out almost every day. He has for the past month every day about targeted individuals and, uh, you know, and covers it. Top, and he, and he, allow, he likes new callers to call in and, and educate, in, you know, another form of public awareness. Uh, I just wanted to add that also. You people should know also that, um, you know, whoever is targeting you, they get your name into the police database, and that's what they base you 
Well, that's what they go by. You know, they can have you in the police database as a pedophile or as mentally unstable, a transient needing to be on medication, which they did in my case. And they can also have one of the, the, the there was a, there's a stalker in my town. He went to the police and reversed it, said I was stalking him. On two separate occasions, the police threatened to arrest me. <laughs> so that's your police department. Well, um, you know, we still have a ways to go in terms of um, getting the police on our side. But I believe that once the administration becomes aware and informed uh, and they are on the side of target individuals, such as in Richmond, there is, um, there's a great chance that the police can also become allies in the struggle. So uh, we'll see what happens in Richmond. But um, that's just a general uh, theory that I have. Where can I ask you a question? Yeah. If uh, one of us wants to go to, like, I live in a smaller town, so it's easier for me to talk to maybe the the mayor or somebody in the administration of the city because there's only 1,500 people in this town. Right. And um, I'm getting harassed pretty uh, aggressively. Um, they're, um, given, they've given me uh, MRSA. So I've got, I've got MRSA now and, um, and they're keeping it active by, by using weapons on it. And increase, you know, causing the pain. It's like I guess they look at it as like a collar around my neck, like a shock collar that they can, you know, keep me under control with. But really, they're not successful. And I'm, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's, it's pretty bad. Um, maybe the, I don't know. Can't even tell me. But um, I thought maybe I would talk to. Um, somebody in the in the town administration. Have you got any suggestions about who we could talk to? I mean, I know you don't know anybody, but in general, like mayor, you know, levels of of people. Are you in uh, Are you in Denver in the same town? Yes. Okay. Well, I would I would say um, definitely take her with you, and um, if you guys want to um, bring this to their awareness. Um, yeah, I would talk to either the mayor or a council person and see what they suggest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I, you know, the police probably would not be the ones to go to with that. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, and, um, and I try to uh, emphasize that um, the police are just there to, uh, to carry out, uh, to enforce the laws that are already in the books. Uh, right. They aren't really there for, poli- for making new policy to something that's unknown. So um, so I try to steer people uh, from going to the police because they're not really um, uh, allies in the struggle as yet. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can talk to your council persons and see if they suggest some things for you. Um, mm-hmm. 
a city of that size, as you mentioned, it's, it would be pretty easy for you to talk to them and get to talk to them. Um, in Yuma, it was pretty easy. Um, in Los Angeles, it took several weeks before we got to see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it was lots of calling, picketing, and so forth. So the larger the city, uh, the more difficult, you know, usually. Uh, so you have a good chance of speaking directly and then um, and maybe get some, some brainstorming as far as uh, solutions. Um, I'm not sure. Well, for a city that size, I'm not sure what they could do, but, you know, it would talk to them. Yeah, find out. Well, like I, I mean, if you need help putting together a documentation packet, then shoot me an email. I I'm on the buddy list. It's uh, my email's listed there, and uh, I want to talk, start talking about you know, it's uh, you know, organizing a packet and uh, helping people do it. Uh, it was talking about putting together. And uh, so, and you'll be able to send it, send it off to you in a hard uh, binder and some bubble and whatever. But it's something to consider as you're willing to do. Okay, I, I appreciate that, and um, I, I, I do. I also think we should get together and and uh, help each other with activism. There's no other way it's going to work because we can't all work on our own. My my name is James Lico L I C O. I live in Gold Beach, Oregon. And my email address is J-A-F, as in Frank, E-L-C-O, at gmail.com. That's J-Felco at gmail. I'll spell it again. J-A-F, as in Frank, E-L-C-O, at gmail.com. And my phone number is 253, that's 253-929. Nine two eight nine. So anybody that wants to do activism, I'm ready to go. With uh, you know, I, I I'm really open. Just just uh, talk to me, and I'll yeah, help you. You know, whatever. I've watched you since day one. Of your, uh, you've got wonderful uh, contributions uh, to readers and things like that. Uh, you know, you've uh, you're a contributor for activism. That's definitely. Thank you. Um, one thing I've, I've ha- been having trouble with is um, I've got this staph infection, and, and it keeps coming back, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm positive almost, that they're doing this to me with the way. I mean, it they can make it hurt all the time. And um, like, like they're beaming it with an ultrasonic weapon. This is what I what I think. And it goes through just about anything, and it I think it just heats it up, and that it's like keeping a um you know a dog on a shock collar or a, a bull in a nose ring uh you know the pain is is pretty intense, so you know, and they tend to do this all day, and I've got this like open sore on my on my head it was it was like the size of a golf ball the other day um, and um you know it's just. Losing pus and it's just terrible. Did you are you no I know you think that's more so right. I mean, do you have did you get on antibiotics? Yeah, for now. But they're treating it you know, they're treating it like a um like it's just a regular infection. Right. 
And yeah. what's wrong is that I need to go and have it treated as something that takes longer to, to for the antibiotics to take or or, or what, do is, what, the, is, what did they put you on? Oh, it was um um. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If, it, if it works, I mean, if, it, if, it, if it's helping the infection, you don't want the infection on your head to spread. That's for sure. So you got to no, take care no. of that. I, I know what you're saying um, about you know. You I've know, had it before. Yeah, I yeah. know exactly what he's talking about because I had that, yeah. and it cured, cured by going, by to, a going doctor to a doctor and getting and a prescription, getting a prescription for, for, a, for a, two uh, types of antibiotics. Actually, the first one was penicillin, I believe. And then the second one was something that didn't, because the penicillin wasn't working, uh, mm-hmm. some strong thing. But it was something else So you, that, that actually helped with it. So if you have, yeah, you know, go get, another, go get another, a different type of antibiotic would actually affect it differently. Yeah, you know, right. I've had different types, and I've had this since last Christmas. Have they put you on uh, Cipro? I don't think Cipro would work for this because it's it's got to be a something that kills staff. Well, I don't think Cipro does, but um, I've had numerous ones. Also, um, let's see. Well, James, when you when you get the um, you talk about when they heat you up, and I know you have heat. You ever are you ever able to measure uh, frequency when you start getting heated up, or do you think it's like? you know, more of a algorithm or, or, you know, some kind of emotional reaction that, you know, so there's heat sensors or, 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 or nano or something like that. You know, when you, that when you start to get heated up, I know it could be microwaving, but do you, at that instant, do you ever detect a frequency? Oh, no, I don't have a frequency meter. And this is, so if it's ultrasonic, it's very low frequency, like U, ULF. And it's, um, you know, it's so low that most meters will not even measure it or detect it. So, but I can detect it because there is a microwave component associated with it or writing on it or something. And um, so I can do a direct, um, a directional meter that's actually free. It's the Android cell phone. It's in my website, jamesleco.com, jamesleco.com. It's my website. And, Hello? Um, so that I use that, and also there's another meter called HackRF, and I'm getting um, geared up to start using that. It's got a directional antenna, and the meter is all you can get for $300, and it's pretty cheap compared to the other ones. This one can do. This one can look over an entire spectrum of frequencies, like many, like several gigahertz or or many megahertz, anyway, and you can see frequencies, uh, you know, the amplitude of them, and also the the waveforms, uh, how how spread out out they are. This is a very sophisticated thing that was developed by DARPA, and uh, it uses the same kind. It's it's called radio uh, software defined radio, and you can actually. Well, you can use somebody else's radio um, definition. It's programming, and it just defines how it acts. Like it, so it'll act like a spectrum analyzer with one way, and that's way, the way I, I think most people could use it. So I'm I'm working with it now, and I uh, it's I'm also on my website if you want to look. 
jameslico.com again. So uh, check that oh, out. Oh, James, uh, someone has um, has made a suggestion for a um, type of poultice or something. A what type? Someone has made a suggestion for about your um, your sore uh, and placed oh. it in the chat. Okay. It's not borax, is it? No, it's uh, something about uh, honey and flour. Um, uh, School Something that would work is a magnet over it, but it's hard to do that. Honey and flour. Oh, was it school bus driver? School bus, yeah. Okay, I see. Honey and flour into a paste. Put on cover. will draw out infection. Okay. I did that. It worked. You did that? Yes, I did. I used, actually, you have to use a, there's a particular kind of honey to get. That's medicinal. A lot of honey is medicinal, actually. Hold on one second. I okay. wouldn't like to talk too much with you. It's open source on your head. I, I would try to treat that. Treat that. I would uh, they're actually doing this. They're keeping it open by it's by uh, hurting it every few minutes. They're actually making it swell and making the bacteria grow faster. And actually, I believe they can make this bacteria grow. If you're a carrier of of this bacteria after you've had it once you're a carrier. So because there's bacteria already in your skin, they can beam and heat up one tiny little area the size of a pimple and make bacteria grow fast. And yep. when it does, your, your, uh, uh, your, your, uh, the, the bodies that come over and attack it will come over and attack it, and that starts the infection. And uh, so they're actually starting these infections. And if uh, if a doctor wants to call me or a pathologist wants to call me, talk to me, can call, you know, using my cell phone, 253-929-9289 or my, my uh, um, email address, jfelco at gmail.com. I'll be glad to recount, you know, whatever questions they have. I'm... You know, I know some basics because I have a degree in biology and electronics and also um, computer science, but I, I don't know basics. So I will, uh, I will try to work with. I'm definitely not a, not a, you know, definitely not a uh, expert. But I'm just, I use, I'm just going by, by what, because uh, I have this demonstrated to me every day. If they have a question, I demonstrated Why do you think you're being targeted? Because I'm, a, I'm very I'm active, active and I won't stop. I will not stop for anything. And I will okay. keep going. Did you, so, did, you work, um, did you work for the government? Uh, they don't want me to talk, do they? You know, um, iodine. Try iodine. Because if you go to the, the Walgreens or Rite Aid where you're at, and just go get yourself an over-the-counter bottle of iodine that they use to clean wounds and put that on it. That should do really good things for you. Use Manuka Honey, Manuka Honey Level 15. Okay. 
Yeah, along with uh, Golden and um, when Golden you say it, Lisa, um, is it internal or or does it feel like it's external? It it feels like it's a lar- it's a boil, like a, a infection, like a you know it starts out as a pimple and then works bigger and bigger. If you look at my website and go on the the jameslico.com, you'll see pictures. In the, in right, the, I've seen the pictures. But okay, uh, when you say that it uh, feels like it's being heated up, is it internal or, or does it oh, feel no, external? Those are ELM weapons. He's got some kind of an operative where he goes. It could be in a health food store, but probably it's an operative in the neighborhood with an ELF. Right. They can focus these things down to like a pinpoint. Yeah. And, you know, they can... Yeah, I've got uh, I've got staff a lot of times. It was up for 40-some years. And the only thing that really cures it is golden seal root. And beware if you order it online because they are poisoning the packages. packages. Okay. Okay. But what golden seal root again? will knock it out within, you know, two, three months, easy. And mm. you just got to get enough of it. Okay. What was that honey again? Manuka honey, level 15. There are three levels. You need the the highest level. You find it in the food section, not the vitamin section of okay. whole foods. Oh, oh, I don't have any whole foods near me, but I'll look. Or online. Or any specialty vitamin store should have it. Okay. But it remember, the vitamin stores are being owned by a group of people that do target people. I know two or three stores that have major weaponry. So beware. They're being They're bought being up. Bought All up. the food All supply, the food you know, the good you know, food, the good food, food supply is being bought up by the perps. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I just also so you know, I tried the Manuka honey, and I tried it with, uh, you know, uh, using some tamarind, I think. And I mixed yeah, it with turmeric. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it, was, it, was, it went away. Like I'm telling you, my thing went away within a week. Yeah. Turmeric is a mild form of golden seal, and the golden seal really does the job. You know, it, the pain will go away. And then it'll close up, you know, in two, three weeks. But you got to get it out of your whole body because it's floating around in your blood. This must be really great information because they don't don't want us to have it. Oh, no. No, they're buying up the health food stores. Uh, I went into the last time I went in, no, two times ago, yeah, it was like a microwave oven with my meter. It just, every alarm went off on my meter. My meter, I had a Yeah, this is what's happening. James, you may want to try um, um, medical-grade hydrogen peroxide, medical-grade oh, hydrogen cool. peroxide, and, and mix it. I'll put, put a little bit, a couple of teaspoons in there with a, with a lot of water, and just and just make like a poultice and put it on there and see what happens. Because medical-grade has been used for – I have a friend that had skin cancer, and she used to take baths with medical-grade hydrogen peroxide, and cancer went away. I mean everything with vinegar. Vinegar kills staff, and, it, you know, all the surfaces that you touch, the last load of your washer, clean your sheets, like, and then maybe put a vinegar rinse in, and it, you know, it'll, it'll kill everything. Yeah. 
Derek? Yeah. Now, I, I just wanted to uh, bring out about the um, psychiatric and psychology stuff that um, we need to start uh, fighting to be able to record, uh, videotape, uh, uh, tape our voices, um, have witnesses come with us because what happened to me was uh, I went to a disability case and um, they sent me to Fayetteville, uh, Tennessee, which is actually right by Huntsville, by Raytheon. And um, I knew before I went there that they were going to try to make me look nuts. I brought my mom and I, at least one of my sisters, it might have been two, it's been quite a... Yeah, I was burned in Fayetteville, too. Uh, that's where I got a heavy radiation. That's an FBI town. That town is, you know, they were raping children. That, you know, on our farm, that place is infected. You know, don't go to the dentist there. Uh, I forget the name of that guy, but he is a, he has a Holocaust room. That was in 1980. I don't know about that, but but it was a full-on FBI witch hunt. Well, let me tell you what happened. Before I went went in to see that doctor, I said, can I I have my witnesses come with me? Can I have my family come in? No. Can I videotape this? No. Can I record this, the audio, anything? No. No. Because I knew what they were going to do. And sure enough, that's exactly what they did. I went in there, asked a few questions, whatever, made me look like I was nuts or whatever, and it's a lie. You know, so yeah, we, that, if, if I would have had that on recording and put that in, in front of a panel of 12 people, I'll guarantee, you know, unless they're paid off or something, but if they were intelligent people, they would look at that, and most of them would agree, would agree if not all of them, and say, no, there ain't nothing wrong with this guy. So we need to try to fight for that. We get videotaped. Supposedly, you know, every day, everywhere we go in all these different stores and stuff, and it's just awfully funny how when something happens when you're gang stalking you're, and something happens to your vehicle at Walmart or Home Depot or, or whatever, you know, um, and then you go and you say, uh, I'd like to look at the videotape. You know, they say, oh, well, you have to make a uh, police report. Well, what's the big deal if, if, if you make a, you know, if, that you have to make a report? If, if there's something on that videotape, they, you should just be able to say, hey, that's what it's there for. Can I look at the videotape? You're videotaping my car that's in your parking lot. You know, see if anything happens. Because I don't say anything because I'm afraid that the cops, I mean, they're not stupid. I mean, unless they're just terrible cops, they're investigating and they're watching what's going on. So they know that the daggum, my car's getting messed with and so forth. You know, so what am I going to do? Say, yeah, uh... Man, let me get the cops over here and make a complaint, and then the cops come over there, and then they look at the the uh, recording, you know, and it'll be something. They'll they'll make something up, you know, as tricky as they are, and say, oh, there's nothing on there. He's not. Because even uh, years ago, and this is, has nothing to do with gang stalking or anything, but years ago, uh, one of my dad's relatives was in the parking lot with his granddaughter, and one of his enemies, this woman, went by and just kind of like, turned the car towards him a little bit, like out of anger to scare him. And so he went into Walmart. He was mad, and he said, I want to see the videotape. 
he said it said what just happened. They said, oh, our video, our videos are down. You know, they're not working right now. So I mean, that's probably legitimate. You know, I'm sure. Well, Walmart's infested. They have two levels of security. So that second level of security are the ones that are targeting. Targeting. Oh, yeah, Walmart's infected with this. You know, whatever it is. A lot of Chinese uh, perps. Uh, excuse me, but uh, I keep running into the same perps at my Walmart uses that those weapons in their in their stores. Yep. Well, I think so. I I don't get them for very long, but um, it, yeah, I believe so. I believe they're parallel to their cameras, but uh, it's hard to be mm-hmm. certain. But I, you know, I always take my meter, and I've been going in there three, two, three years with the meter. Yeah, I get some mm-hmm. heavy uh, tar. And then when you merge with the crowd, when you separate, and also the same guy comes running out, and I he's almost run into me twice. And because uh, once he leaves his spot in the store, he he doesn't know where his target is. So yeah, I've seen the same guy. It, there seems to be this group of of Chinese, these smaller Chinese men that. Uh, they were the ones that burnt me real heavy in a in a medical office. Office. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. The the uh, FBI hired all kinds to do their dirty work, and including the Amish, by the way, they're training Amish children into perpdom, and you know somehow they get them as small children after they've already been taught to be disciplined by the you know the father mother relationship they just transfer the father mother and then apparently they turn them at some point to be perps and you know just to believe their uh mother father is is right you know about uh, somebody being a criminal to be eliminated so yeah they're actually using the Amish death squads in, in this town so just something to be aware of mhm and small ch- the Amish children to stock, you know. I've seen that with their handlers, which are Amish, older Amish. And they're not, this is uh, 2,000 miles away from Amish, or 1,500 miles away from any Amish-owned land. And as far as, as far as Walmart, that is true. That goes back to when President Bush was in office. That with, uh, uh, what's the name, Napolitano. Um, they actually set up a campaign with Walmart, with the uh, Homeland Security, to interface with um, the different government agencies, in particular Homeland Security, that see something, say something, and they actually track with Walmart people going in and out of the stores. But they must have a parallel uh, uh, weapon system along with their cameras, because you can look you can at look big stores. You can't see anything in the in the frame. So, you know, I, I would have to believe that they just stick something up into the camera that, you know, you can't see it. So, you know, just a, you know, just a, ten what, ten what, what town what are the Amish in? Well, they're in Southern California. They've been, re- apparent, from what I've heard, that they... The FBI gets two Amish children from these Amish families in order for the Amish to be left alone. And they Amish have eight children. And children And then they don't get molested by the FBI. You know, they get they get left alone. 
but not you can't say that with the other families around you know they're they're being their children a lot of people's children are you know who are ever setting these operations up and I imagine it you know it has to be the FBI you know the FBI's specialty is medical assaults you know the radiate uh hidden x-ray assaults or whatever I don't know what they got now but uh I've always been hit in the you know I've been hit five or six times in dentists before I yeah, actually, actually um, was um, aware. Was aware of I accidentally filmed it. So, and it was Amish, by the way. It was an Amish handler. So, just you know, it people are becoming more and more aware of how this recruiting starts. You know, James Holm was supposedly recruited from, you know, by the FBI, put into a special family, and. For some reason, they just turned him and used him, finished him off. Yeah. Um, everybody, uh, um, I, Sharon's going to open tonight. Uh, the real up, the real up, the okay. Hold on a minute, please. Um, uh, I think there is some echoing coming from, from Graves' line. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, yeah, there's a uh, uh, wow. There's a lot of echoing, but it's not. Wait, I guess it isn't. All right, hold on, hold on. Okay. Um. Okay, it looks like all or most everyone is is uh, is muted at the moment. Okay. Uh, if you have a question, a, a comment or question to make at this time, um, because of the noise, we're having to start again. So um, please feel free to start eight on your phone so we can continue our discussion. Um, and I do apologize, Donna. I um, it sounded as if the uh, the noise is coming from. Oh wow! Wait a minute. Okay, uh, looks like, uh, okay, uh, looks like someone in southeast Arizona, uh, there's some um, noise coming from your line. Uh, if you could, um, let's see, let me just try this. It's not me. Uh, Okay. Um, yeah, I just had to mute your line again. Do you want to do you want to try calling back in because I think there's some noise coming from your line. Just call back in, uh, and I'll unmute you. But uh, there's some noise coming from your line. Just just uh, call back in, and uh, we can uh, you can continue talking with us. Yes, thanks, Dirk. I just want to let people know that, you know, when, when this call is done, that Karen's going to open up her room. Uh, caller ID 130288. Okay, thanks. Uh, so that's Karen uh, later tonight? Yes. 
Okay. Um, all right. Thanks for that information. Hello, Derek. Yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to say to uh, to to them out there, to everyone out there, is that um, if uh, if you're being gang stalked and you're having problems with you know people getting in your house and so forth, uh, like my situation, I have kids and so forth, and they just they don't understand. They're they're good smart kids and everything, but they just they they just don't understand the situation. And they they put their guards down left and right. They could be at somebody you know somebody's house, and uh, their friends. They think that they're friends and everything, and fall asleep for a couple hours. All and and one of the friends snag their keys, take them over to Walmart or whatever, and get a key made. And or you know situations like that, or like the person that I'm married to, just on paper, you know, she literally just gives it to. Um, you know, the gang stalkers like my neighbor and, you know, certain people, they don't even have to worry about it, you know. But even if they, that wasn't given to them and stuff, I mean, they're professionals. They can they can get in. But when, when, when after they pull their stuff in my house and I call the cops, the cops go, oh, well, nothing's broke. It hasn't been broken into. So I'm just saying, you know, if, if you have kids and, you know, situations like that, and try to stress to them to really – protect their key to not, you know, to not let anyone have access to their key or combination or whatever. Just wanted to stress that. Hello? Uh, yes, Hello. hi. Uh, to the gentleman that was just speaking, he was talking about Fayetteville. Were you talking about Fayetteville, Tennessee? Yes, ma'am. Because I was living in Manchester. Do you know where that is? Yes, ma'am. I live in Winchester. Okay. I just moved out of Manchester because of some heavy, heavy, heavy gang stalking. Um, and some of them actually were coming from your county over there. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Can you tell me uh, more about what you know about the Fayetteville-Huntsville area? Because I, when this started, well, actually this has been going on for years for me, but I really just found out about it in October. Um, okay. I I had a um, somewhat... I got a a, pay, a prepaid phone because my phone was hacked, and someone started texting me from Huntsville. Um, so can you tell me more about what you know about the Fayetteville-Huntsville area? Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, well, first of all, I was in a I was in a battalion animal platoon years ago, and um. Well, we had um, uh, a uh, nuclear arms reduction, and uh, so we were just kids, and, um, you know, the president said to, to move, uh, to, to uh, get rid of these uh, um, pieces, and so anyways, we um, loaded them up. And um, we took them to, out of an underground bunker, we took them to another underground bunker. Well, first of all, inspectors came, seeing that they were loaded up, took our mileage. Then we took them and put them in an under, another underground bunker not far. And um, we drove around all day. Well, we were just a bunch of kids. None of us knew what was going on. You know, we were all mad. You know, we want to get, get out of here. What's going on? So anyways, end of the day, 
you know, the inspectors come and got our mileage, and it made it look like we went to our drop-off place and dropped dropped off our stuff and so forth, and that was it. Well, one guy that was a little older and smarter than the rest of us dumb kids, you know, he said uh, he told he he said you told me told me what was told us what was going on. It's like what what is this stuff? You know, we've been doing riding around in circles all day in this little bitty post here, this little area. He said, well, and he explained it to me. Well, anyways. So, you know, I I had said uh, um, some info. I had let that information known to my son. Um, and anyways, but the I never even thought I drove for the command sergeant major, and uh, the um, the the battalion commander, lieutenant colonel. Uh, I never, I didn't even know if they were there at that time because it's been so many years ago. When I loved them guys. Well, anyways, I guess I caused problems for them. And so, anyways, I guess he became the third highest four-star general in the army. And um, but now he's a big wig over at Raytheon in Huntsville. Well, that's you know that's when I started finding out all this stuff. When I started getting that, I, I, they tried to I. I had attempts on my life, I almost was killed at least three times, and, um, you know, and through uh, through the internet and so forth, you know, I found out about Raytheon and, and the gang stalking and how people are, you know, benefit from, from uh, doing these terrible things to people for whatever reasons, you know, whether they're considered whistleblowers, um, uh, uh, traitors, terrorists, whatever, you know, and and I'm none of them. Um, well, and I love. And, 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 and I, I, well, a lot of this comes off that base out of Manchester, too. But yeah, you the the base in Tullahoma. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. You know, I could I could go on and on and tell you about people that I'm affiliated with and familiar with, and here I. You know, there's people that never even been in the military that are in high positions um, messing around with um, nuclear missiles and so forth right on the Air Force Base and over here in Raytheon and stuff. I mean, years ago, when I, nobody even wanted the daggum job. I had it. I didn't want the daggum job. You know, I didn't know I, if, if I would have known that uh, I would have had the opportunity to have, uh, you know, a, a job. Don't get me wrong. Not doing the crap they're doing. I'm just saying you know, with uh, uh, legitimacy, you know, it would have been different. But, yeah, it's 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 terrible the way that so many people – oh, and another thing. I started to see things years ago. Funny things started, you know, didn't didn't add up. Like at school, the high school, my kids um, would, would tell me about a test or something that they were doing at school, and it was just – no, man, it wasn't right. It just it, it didn't make sense. They would be asking, you know, like morally questions, not like, a, you know, uh, what they're supposed to be learning in school, but like questions like, oh, well, if you were, um, if you were a, a babysitting uh, Hitler when he was a baby, would you, you know, would you kill him or would you let him live? Now, what kind of crap, what kind of questions are, is that? to ask kids in high school, okay? That's not a my, yeah, and my daughter, 
my daughter told me, she said, I told him I wouldn't babysit. I said, good answer. But the thing is, I figured it out that that was a test to see what kind of children, you know, it was also a test, you know, about uh, prejudicial things, a lot of different things, prejudice, um, the type of status that's around this area. And I'm sure the government was doing, doing this all over the United States, not just here. But um, are, you, are you from Winchester originally? I was born in Chicago and uh, raised half my life, around half my life in Chicago and half my life here. My dad's okay. from down here and my mom's from up north. Okay, I'm th- I'm two counties over from you right now. Right now. So um, I, I've been looking for somebody else in this area because I know I can't be the only one. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't want to give my information out over the phone, and I'm sure you don't either. I don't even care, man. I wish they'd put a daggone bullet through my heart, and they know it, too. Uh, but it, it would be awesome if we could uh, meet up somewhere sometime and um, discuss what we know. Yes, ma'am. Do you, do you have Facebook by any chance? No, I absolutely stay off of Facebook because that's where they help terrorize me. Yeah, I get harassed continually on there, but I go ahead and, and uh, you know, play their games with them and crap, you know, too, but because I'm, I'm so lonely. <laughs> it, it sucks being a T.I. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, it does. And, um, it gets, and, and, and I hope it does. I don't know what your situation is, but I would have never thought that mine would be to where it is right now because... I used to have more friends than I knew what to do with, and everybody wanted to hang out with me, and everybody wants, you know, man, constantly, you know, come on, man, come out with us, do this, that, don't worry about any money, this, you know, shoot, I I can't buy a friend now, you know, I mean. Well, they go on a smear campaign because it's been done to me too, And, and every friend that I had is gone, which, you know what? I'm really kind of glad because they were all troublemakers anyway. I don't really care well, at this point. Well, they 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 turn <laughs> they're they're professionals at turning people against you. Ironically, if I could tell you the whole story, but I'm not going to do it on this phone call. Um, yes, ma'am. One of them was uh, well, actually uh, several of them are retired military from Fort Campbell, no less. Yeah, I so, I, I got um, it. I got a situation over there as well. I got them spread out. Well, I did too, and it sounds like maybe we've got an issue in this area. I'm not a very well-liked person. And Coffee County's not a place I ever want to live again, I can tell you that. I'm sorry? Coffee County is not a place I ever want to live again. Uh. What is your name? Billy. Billy? Womack. Yeah, Billy. William Womack. William Refugio Womack. Refugio. And most people call me Billy. Well, Billy, it's not the name. But if you, want my, if you want my phone number, you can just get... That's about the only thing I don't want to give out because, I mean, I don't want to make... It, it would make matters worse. Like that guy said earlier, you know, he's like, uh, you know, something of the sort, like, don't wear it out, you know. And so I don't, you know, I get enough daggum bothered with my uh, 
you know, hacking in my phone and everything. So, but, um, yeah, Derek, um, uh, you can get my number from him. Okay. I'm, yeah, that'd be uh, fine. I'm, I'm not going to give you my, my real name. I'm just going to tell you, you can call me, uh, Nancy. Okay. Right. Uh, but I, I will, uh, see if I can't get in touch with you. It's okay. not a very big big area, so we should be able to find each other. Yeah, no, I'm skipping a jump. I, well, it's hard for me. There's a short video by Alba or Alpha about the electronic warfare school they have in Huntsville two or three times a year. So it's it's central to this operation. What is the website? Uh, was it Al Alpha or I forget her name, but. Uh, she uh, took a picture of the class that was offered, and uh, that um, you know they erase it. You can't down print it out or anything, but it's it's. Yeah, I put it. I put one link to the school that's there in Huntsville on the chat line. Well, I had some very very heavy uh, radio frequencies in my apartment to the point that I couldn't even stay there. Hmm. Yeah, it's a danger. I, I lived in Moore County. They and, don't follow uh, you other places? Next to Fayetteville there. Uh, Lynchburg? Yeah, Lynchburg, right. Yeah, down in, uh, yeah, we had a 300-acre, you know, no-kill dairy farm and, where we trained oxen, you know, to pull plows and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, they they went after the whole farm. They went after the leaders. I believe they nailed a couple kids. They were burning a lot of people, and they had, and like I was saying in Fayetteville, there was a dentist that was burning people in a special room, and yeah, it's all FBI, it was an FBI, you know, they had an investigation because there was a problem at another farm associated with that, you know, religious organization, yeah. Well, ironically, my next door neighbor, where this started, where I was I was living with my significant other and moved out because I I thought the problem was me and him, and then I discovered after I moved that the problem was obviously something else. Yeah, but, they target uh, whole yeah they target couples and uh, and then anybody that comes in, uh, all your friends get targeted too, so they have a negative reaction when visiting yes, you. I agree with that. But my next door neighbor, when I lived with him, was. A, it was retired military uh, IT tech who worked, uh, apparently his company does contracts with the FBI, and he's an Amish guy from Indiana that left when he was 18. Oh, my God. Yeah, they do the Hindus, too, and they think the FBI are good people. And, well, most people would because they see so many movies, but uh, it turns out they're... Uh, they're just hitmen for well, there's, the there's new a, world order, I guess. There's a small there's a small uh, FBI office in, in Tullahoma, which I wasn't even aware of until um, probably about December or January. And I went over there, and I I walked in the door, and and the guy acted like he knew everything about me, but he wouldn't he wouldn't take me seriously. Oh no. And I asked yep. him about COINTELPRO. And he just leaned back and laughed and said, well, that was outlawed years ago. And I said, yeah, so you just turned it over to the gang stalkers. No, they're doing it. They're part of it. 
Oh, I'm well aware they are because it was quite obvious that he, well, from the the things that he said to me, that he knew me well. They they have doped they have doped my brain so bad, and and, and just about all the counties and all the places that y'all are talking around here in southern Middle Tennessee. I'm telling you, Fanville, Huntsville, Winchester, Manchester, you name it. I mean, they've got me. They got the drop on me, and, and like you wouldn't believe. I mean, yeah, you got to watch out for those roving vehicles in parking lots, et cetera. You know, that that's a big one. You know, because they they can they just set up. You know, wherever you go, they can. Well, they every, they rented apartment buildings in my building. I mean, there were there were uh, Franklin County cars out the wazoo, and as soon as I moved out, they all moved out too. Uh, well, and Grundy County was in on that too, but we'll not talk about <laughs> that area. Oh. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? Chiming in, hello. Uh, I was just yesterday here in the Bay when I witnessed a white, unmarked Chevrolet. I believe it was a Chevy or maybe maybe something else, but it was exempt plates for California. It had a like a a white hump on the back of the uh, what do you call it the uh, um, the tail, you know the the trunk. So and then it had, of course, two. Uh, antennas and a weird black device on the top of the vehicle, but then also there were some lights in the back of the window, some lights. But the thing that intrigued me was it was unmarked car, totally unmarked, and it had some very strange uh, electronic devices on it. I took a picture. I even Instagrammed it, and uh, they <sighs> were California exempt on the plates. That just struck me as wow, you know. Yeah, I wonder if it was all electric and so they didn't even have to put a battery in it, you know. It's like you know, then it's already set up for hits, you know, but I most of them I think they put bat, extra sets of batteries in and then just put a ELF device on the side of the battery. If you want to go to the Instagram and see my the picture I took, the Instagram is Living Man of the Peace. That's my Instagram name, Living Man of the Peace. Go on there, check out my recent picture of that vehicle. It sounds like a in the background. It's a concert over here. I'm at a rock concert. I'm in Chinatown. No, All right, really Amish a... kids are killing people. <laughs> no, it's not a concert. I'm actually going to mute out. I apologize for the noise. I'm... Just so you know, I'm sleeping outside. Donaldson still sleeps outside uh, under, you know, I'm not a troll in chat rooms, but I am in, in real life. Uh, so the gentleman that's man. always t- talking about the poisoning the mail. Yeah, that's me. What, well, yeah, what is your name? Don. Don? Yeah. Did, did you uh, live in Moore County for a long time? In Moore County? About two and a half years no not very long but, but not, i was there not. long enough that you know they they went after everybody there was like 25 to 30 people living on the farm they probably burnt at least six seven people you know those pe- the leaders the i 
think a couple kids. We had a school there, and uh, you know they got me really bad in the dentist. You know, they I I would like to get the name of that dentist, and uh, you know I I forget. You know it was in 1980. So what know. area of the country are you in now? I'm in Southern Cal, but yeah, my my. My mail has been poisoned for a long time. Just the packages, you know, the supplements that I was buying, herbs that I was buying were, you know, at least the outside. I don't know about the inside. I don't know if they could do that or not. But, um, yeah, you get like a greasy type film. Now, there are a lot of packaging materials. Your bubble wrap now has a greasy side to it, so they just wrap it around. That's not the stuff, so... Don't worry if, if the the new bubble wrap does have a greasy one side is greasy, but that's not you know it's similar, but it was on well, the outside of I, the uh, supplement, probably on the inside. I couldn't tell. I don't so, have a problem with them poisoning my mail. I had a PO box there in town, but um, they saw to it that I didn't get much mail, and you know if I got it, it was about three months late. So. Well, if it was three months late, you can figure it was poison. Because that's what I found. It was, David. I bought a box of gloves, collars, and the stuff that was heavily poisoned that you could see it and feel it. Um, it uh, was very late. Yeah, they, you know, they took their time about it. Well, they've got a perp in the post office over there, and I pretty much already know who it is. FedEx, um, UP, USPS, UPS, all, all the mail. Everything from all the major mail centers. Have it. I, I just I just wanted to say that you know, uh, uh, not comparing myself to Jesus by no means, but when Jesus was was murdered, Herod and Pilate were enemies. But when it came to killing Jesus, they became friends. That at that very time, you know, that's enemies became friends. Yeah, that's how it works. So, yeah, and so that's what I was saying about this situation. It's not just like the government. I mean, I got organized criminals, also um, uh, community, uh, organized religion. There's around a handful or better big, uh, big elites that are, you know, all together. Yeah, you got army intelligence and you know Mossad, CIA. You got you know and. It's all to, you know, their their loyalty is to the dollar, and, you know, that's where, you know, so they're going to come around to save the dollar worldwide, you know, as patriots, but the rest, the rest of, it of it is. Yeah, they know who to recruit. Well, a lot of enforcement around here is involved in it, too, I believe. I don't think all of them are, but I think a lot of them are. Just your normal police officers. Oh, yeah. When I caught him and I caught the perp uh, using a weapon in, you know, and the law enforcement just set me up, you know, they'd be burned while they're right there. And they had earpieces. They knew exactly when the weapon was going to be activated. They, you know, they stood away from it and you know, got out of the way of it, and why I got burnt. I mean, there, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a Stanley Milgram operation where you can get 85% of the people to do this if they think they're going to make advancement in their workplace or whatever. Well, they smear you enough. You know, they you, they tell people enough stuff, and you right. know they think they think they're doing you know uh, yeah a good the thing. FBI is trained to lie. They they are trained to beat lie detectors, so that's part of their training. Well, not everybody's that stupid. Some of us can look at them and know when they're lying. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, yeah, I, I've caught my. My friends and everybody else and so many lies. I don't know how dumb they thought I really was, but apparently they didn't bother to. Yeah, somebody was calling it synthetic telepathy. It's a fear that they're probably putting from the cell towers or something. <clears throat> but it's a it's a reaction of it's a fear reaction. And it, what is it. synthetic telepathy? Yeah, synthetic telepathy. How do you define that? What what exactly is that? I wasn't the one that brought. I just was bringing it up later, but it makes it has to do with that dominator um, fear. I believe it's a fear. Is it like hearing a voice in your head? Aggression type, type reaction. Yeah, frequency. frequency. Uh, yes, it's correct. It's hearing voices. It's what? It's the hearing voices. Okay, so it's the same thing as as V2K. Yeah. Okay. It's just another term for it. Gotcha. Hey, Derek. How you doing? Oh, um, who's that? This is Chris. I actually, oh, Chris, um, Chris in uh, Chris in Washington. Yes, indeed. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I was on mute for a while and I just kept hitting the button. But normally it doesn't work. But I guess this time it, it you know took me off of mute. I kept hitting the button. And, but normally I'm stuck on mute all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck on stupid most of the time. But, uh, I'm stuck I... on stupid. I'm stuck on <laughs> mind control. Like you know like. I, I'm I'm just uh, a body, you know, walking around, you know, talking and and doing things, and you know, if if I want to do them or not, you know, it's not really, you know, my choice. It's just, you know, what I find myself saying and doing, and the consequences of that. I was joking about being stuck on stupid, but I would just say this about your situation. I feel for you. And like I, I've brought up so many different ideas for remedies. Just ask, you know, Derek. That when I've been on the call, I try to do, I try to suggest solutions. Whenever I, whenever I try to, you know, make you know a comment or add to your group, this group. Well, in this comment tonight, right now, is about sovereign citizen. That term, that idea, that concept, and then I'm tying it in to the fact that this. The cities and the municipalities are are legal persons in in the law, except they don't have the privilege of uh, non self incrimination like like a man or a woman does. Uh, but I also want to say that ICLI, I think, could also be a benefit to the TI community if they're trying to seek remedy against local municipalities that are 
you know, targeting the citizens or the residents because, you know, Italy, as you know, is it has a bad reputation, I think, in the PI community. But I have done a little bit of research, and as secretive as they are, I think that they may want to, you know, utilize the energy behind helping the TI community in order to boost their own agenda. So that could be something that, you know, could be used by, you know, give and take. You know what I mean? What is I that? want a remedy for... Um well, Ickley is, sorry, Ickley is uh, the global network um, membership group for local cities and municipalities, and they are basically a sustainable city kind of proponent. They just, they're really all about helping cities exchange ideas for, for more sustainable um, living, to put it briefly. Uh, so and that's why I think that they could be someone to go to. You look and see if, if there's an Ickley in your neighborhood or area or whatever the local Ickley branches. Call them even if they're in New York. They got one in, in Oakland. I've called them. They don't expect your call. Your call. Your call. Your call. So. Well, like, what? Why would I call them? What would I tell them? Tell them that I've got you know, voices in my head that come out of my mouth a lot, you know, because I don't know. No, I, no, no, you wouldn't want to do that. But I think you might want to make a meeting, and you you know, with one of them and maybe or even telephone conference um, and let them know, you know, that you you think that the city could could use improvement in the area of gang stalking. They have gang stalking <laughs> problems, you know, and uh, to keep the residents <clears throat> happy and people yeah, happy. People and happy we don't need to be stopped. We don't need to be burnt. We don't need to be attacked, harassed, forced to live outside, forced to be under financial constraints. Forced to There's be many you know, broke and always just trying to live wherever you can. You know, I've been through all that, you know, just wherever you can be. And then, you know, it's it's always like you got to move to, like, some other place for some reason. And, you know, what, what catastrophe is waiting for you at the next place, right? Exactly. Let me let me tell you guys, it, it's uh, let up a lot for me since I moved. But I also have been able to identify in my personal life um, who I believe started this and how it got started. And it's not just one; it started with one, and then it went, then it went to an, another one, and another one, and another one. But some of them are more. Um, Evil-minded, and you know, just don't don't care. They're 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 the real perpetrators. But for me, I I just kind of started calling them out. You know, you're doing this, and I know you're doing it. They don't much care for that. And and another thing that I have figured out is that if somebody tells you that you're crazy whenever you tell them something and you know that they know something, you know they're involved. They're, well, they could be involved or they could just not be involved at all. And, you know, I mean, if if this sort of stuff wasn't happening to me, I would think you're crazy. Yes, but if it's somebody that's been in your life and somebody that has said something to you or repeated something to you that they shouldn't have or shouldn't have known about, and then they tell you you're crazy, you know they're in on it. 
I've had that happen to me multiple times. But everyone is also very dumb. Maybe so, you know, you can't expect people to be, a, a, and you know, as aware as, as you are. Well, you're right. But I, I do think that this particular group of people that come on this call uh, have an above-average IQ. I've noticed that. I mean, it just seems like everybody is very, very intelligent. I graduated valedictorian of my high school. And so... I went to college, but, you know, I had that destroyed. Well, these perpetrators are, I don't really think that their IQ is that high. I mean, even the ones oh. that are that are pushing, you know, to, to do this, I just well, don't. Well, they, the, can, they can be outsmarted. I mean, they really can. The, most of the gang stalkers, all they do is follow orders. That's all they do. You know, that, and there's that's hundreds of thousands of them here. That, you know, that's that's their intelligence is to, to listen and obey. If, you know, to do it on their own, nah, they wouldn't do it. It's it's they're getting it from the intelligence. Why? And I was going to ask if anyone uh, they don't care about anything else. Why do they care to do this? Because they can. It's about, it's about power and control and making themselves feel they better that freedom. they can push somebody in the ground. Yeah. I think it has more to do with people who are awake and people who are asleep. I, I agree with that, too. If you're doing this to people... Every one of them needs to be tortured to death. Every every last one of them in this country. Tortured to death along with the fucking pigs. The satanic government. Um, you know, God's going to pay for this. Because this country needs to be destroyed. You mean God's going to make them pay for this? This country needs to be destroyed. Really, the whole world is, is a fucking. It will school. be. Yeah, it will be. That's you what they've been saying for thousands of years. They've been saying that for thousands, thousands of years. Hey, hey, in what, Sacramento, what country? You know, in, in Sacramento, there's a, hundreds of thousands of gang stalkers. You men trying to run your life, um, um, every move you make. Um, They've watched, um, monitored in your own home for over 30 years. Over 30 years monitored everywhere you go for 30. What? Why? How? Why? Well, I'm going to tell you. I, 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 I have no record. I, I've done nothing. No record at all. Never committed a crime. Well, I don't think any of us have. <coughs> Most of us haven't anyway. For me, the, a lot of the ways that they followed me, though, was through my phone. As long as they've got the phone number, they can find you. I, I don't have. I, I only have. A, I don't have a cell phone. That's not how they find me. They track my car and my body. My body. They track everywhere huh. through any building. Where, did you, where are you at? Where do you live? Sacramento. Sacramento. Okay. Do you, do you really name? think? Are they doing that? They've been that tracking or? my body all anywhere I go. If, uh, you don't think it's gang stalkers texting to one another? You think they have some kind of satellite on you? Yeah, that's what they're doing. That's what mm, they, they do. do. They probably got an implant in you. You've probably been abducted and don't even know it. Wow. What happens to me? Have, have you been to an area where there's no people, but then you know they they figure out where you are, so it's so you. Um, wherever you I, I I I have to see human movement. Any time, day or night, 
There's always human movement around me, always, always. Never for five, uh, a few seconds am I in peace. There's always a car or a person or a door shut and slamming or a pig or or a yeah. plane. A, 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 no peace ever. I get no silence, no peace, or even the demonic kids. That's um, the way it is. Right. I, I know what you're saying. I uh, never. They won't let let me ever have any peace. Right. Planes, there's no helicopters, let up. There's no let up, and that's the distress of it all. If you got a break, it would be so much easier, but sirens. you never get a break. Yeah. I, I could open my door at 3, 4 in the morning, and th- there'll be someone there or someone opening their door. It, or a car. One of the things you need to remember is that this is a spiritual warfare. It really is. Yeah, it, and God can burn I don't know what you mean by that. This. What do you mean by that? Spiritual warfare it, it, is it, like... It's, Good versus evil. It's Different the devil. World. It's pu- it's pure evil. But and the, and the longer this goes on, you know that that does nothing about it. This is this is the sickest the thing that's ever been done in the history of this world in any country. And I think everyone this is on the sickest. This is a you. concentration camp. This is the sickest thing that's ever been done to another human in the history of this world in any country. I do agree. Yeah. I mean, there are things worse than death. No, there isn't. I, I'm saying there no. are things worse than I death. Gang is worse well, than death. They've had every race harass me. Every race of people, too. Every race of people, every age group. Every, every, they love to harass me by, with rich people, too. Poor wow. homeless people and rich people. They love yeah. they love hundred thousand dollar cars around me. They're not implanting yeah. me through abduction. They have remote surgical systems. That's how they're implanting us. Check out Da Vinci. Minimal. Oh, rich people love to do this to you. Rich people. Oh, I uh, whatever the hell. What? Uh, I, they don't work though. They're just rich uh, by the you I, know, government. I can say, what's, what's this Da Vinci? Can you hear me? I, yeah. I'm trying to tell you that um, that the way they're implanting us is via Da Vinci's minimally invasive um, robotic. It's actually a Da Vinci minimally invasive health presence. Wow. Robotic surgical system. It, can, it runs off of drones. That's how they're energized, and they can access anyone from up to um, two thousand miles away. They can remove your organs. They can implant you. They can do anything with this. They have a computer. Oh, that's, that's, that's a fun world to live in. This is fun. Let's say that. Let's, let's shit some more people out. Let's shit a lot more people out. This is fun. <laughs> Actually, I'm. Hi, I want to upstate New York to Richmond, California, and gas in drastically got reduced. Um, so it's, yeah, there is a better place in the world. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hey, I just wanted to share with y'all. I don't know if y'all heard about this, but I was uh, looking on YouTube and ran across this not too long ago, trying to figure out what drugs they gave me to talk crazy and they have everybody hate me. But there's this drug, uh, I don't know if it's in uh, Central America, South America, but 
whatever it is, uh, and, and, and up in Mexico too, I believe, they're giving this this drug to people. They're drugging people with it, and people and and having people go into like say their banks, going into their banks, pulling out all their money, getting these people to pull out all their money and give it to them. And having it on video and everything. Yeah, that's and the then CIA then, doing that. Yeah, and then and the next thing, they're like, they're like, I don't even remember doing this. this. You know, and they say they got it on video and everything. Look at you came here, you 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 pulled out the withdrawal, everything. You know, and the person doesn't even know that that they did it. I can't think of what the name of the drug is, but I just wanted to tell you all about that. Um, Kill the Messenger is uh, uh, the CIA, all the stuff they've done to people. Okay, that's about a movie all the on stuff HBO right perp, now. You name it, they've done it. They, they, they've done horror beyond so human guy? understanding. All demonic rape and torture and murder and drug um, drug and created AIDS and, and um, drug uh, pushers and Everything but the good thing, prostitution. That they don't like. That they don't like. That they're totally against. Did you, did you people hear how I said that they're implanting you? Because that's really yeah. an important piece of information that that you need to have at your fingertips. Absolutely. Uh, minimally invasive, tell presence, robotic surgical system. Something actually hit my head that I can hear click and, and move and feel move. And um, when they fire that, there's nothing they can't make me do. Yeah. Like, and, and, and all they love is poverty for you. You get an extra dime, and boy, they'll go in orbit. They, does that piss them off? You get an extra dime. You find a dime on the ground, and it pisses them off. Hey, you guys. buy anything decent to eat. Um, I just want to talk about the implant real quick and comment on that and keep the conversation going. I have uh, uh, some weird, like, I've, t- I've told you guys I have weird growths, like, you know, on my arm and my under my uh, my right you arm. Can do and that. On, but I also have a very weird, like, hard on my right forearm, on the top, on the under the skin, a, like, nub or something that I don't even know what or where it, or how it even appeared. Yeah, they made it, 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 slowly, it slowly, like, became, like, uh, you know, a, a little nub, but it's under there. It's not protruding or anything like that. I can feel it though. It's definitely hard, and I don't even. It's almost like it's just not not part of my body. On your wrist area. I, I like that one about body yeah. modification um, that was on a couple of weeks ago on body modification. I've seen some of these fat, short, ugly thing. people. They're doing something. Fat, ugly, short people. They're doing something weird. Um, Do you mind if I get this? You're very angry, sir. Can I, hold on one second. Before we begin to get too judgmental, sir, if you don't mind, sir, can I get this woman's opinion about what she feels I have on my arm? You, me? Oh. Yeah, the, the, the woman that's commenting, I think it's uh, uh, Nancy. Yeah. Um, a lot of times um, I worked in a, in a factory where a lot of people had carpal tunnel. And and those types of things would appear on the back of the hand um, and up toward the wrist area. And they're like little hard. Some get really big, but it can be a cyst. If you haven't looked that, that's probably what it is. But, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't know, but I do work in the medical field now. Yeah. 
but um, I'm just bringing it up. It's, I've never had an issue with cysts before uh, until within probably the last like few years. Um, so that's but those, those ones, those, the ones that I'm talking about that would be related to something would be would be in the hand in the area. Hand area. Hi. Right. Well, this is about three inches up from my hand. Three to four inches up on my 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 forearm. Well, definitely, definitely could be a cyst. But since I sleep outside, I was thinking that there was possibly a chance of you, them using these robotics with you know um, their drone little mosquito implant or whatever. I don't know how they do that, but I've heard that they have that technology. They meaning per meaning. Uh, criminals walking. Breaking up. You... Cannot understand you. Oh. I was wondering, are you the person in San Francisco or that? I I, think I'm you... one of them. Crap. Okay. Yeah, I, I think in Richmond right now, and um, is there any way we can, um, we can uh, talk later? Because can I have you maybe have the number or like can you maybe yeah. uh, get Corey or I mean uh Corey get Derek to see maybe Derek can give you my number if you have his number. Yeah, I don't know or something. I think I. This call has been uh, unbelievably challenging. Is that the Nancy that went to the LA um, um, city official? Excuse me, were you talking to me? Yes. What, what, was, what, the what was the question? Did, were you the one that helped organize the uh, LA city official meeting? No, 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 I'm in Tennessee. Okay. Sorry. But I do have connections to L.A. Yeah, that's a Nazi hellhole. Hey, in the place that I'm sleeping. right now, um, I've never heard your voice before, um, and you sound really, really down. And you need to bring yourself out of that, and and you need to have hope. You need to have hope, and, and I don't know what that is for you, if you're spiritual or what, but you sound really down, and I just want to reach out to you that you're not alone, and you're not going through this all by yourself. And and good's going to prevail. One way or another, sometime, somewhere, it's going to prevail. God is not going to put up with this for much longer. You know, you're not alone, Okay. Just thousands of years. I know. I wish it was I know. something you could pray away, but this is not something that... Well, prayer. it's not, but you know what? God sees everything that's going on. And one way or another, they're going to get there. We might not see it, but we're, they're going to have to testify in front of us. And we're going to have to listen to all this crap. An extraterrestrial being that comes from another planet to this earth. That's all I don't God care what it is. I don't care what it is. It's evil. Whoever, whatever, yeah, it's, it's, for whatever yeah, reason, right. evil is evil. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
You're offending people. You know what I mean? But I'm trying to reach out to that gentleman because he sounds really down and out. You know, and we got to recognize this on these. Excuse me. Please let me finish. I haven't spoken all night. Please let me finish. We have to recognize people that are really suffering on these calls and reach out to them. You know? We need to do that. I've never heard his voice before, and he's really in a bad place tonight. You, you got perps everywhere, including uh, on, on this. Uh, I know that. I know that. Mic. But you're not a perp, and I'm reaching out to you, and I don't know who you are, but I've never heard you on any call, and, and I, I, I might have just missed you. I'd tens of millions of them in, in America alone. Well, tens of millions in, in I might have just missed you, but you need to get positive somehow. No conscience, <laughs> no soul, just demonic. That's true. Devil Absolutely. Worshippers. Absolutely. I agree. And this is 100%. entertaining. But you see it for what it is, and so does God. I, no. I see him going to all kinds of fancy restaurants. After they tormented you, you they like apartment? to go shopping and in fancy <laughs> restaurants. They love to go with with uh, good-looking women. They like to go to fancy restaurants and uh, shop for them. In new car, they oh, they all got fifty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, they get all their little perks. <laughs> but you know what? All their little perks is material things and money. That, that's what concentration camp <laughs> guards that's all it did. Is. That's what concentration camp guards did. They they celebrated after uh, you know burning people in ovens. They they partied after that. Didn't you know that? They partied after. Yeah, I bet they did. They're sick. They're the they, they would love to party the after, after, after the day's work. They're the ones that should be in the mental institutions, not us. But, you know, I mean, you do you ever change get or... out? Do you ever get out of your apartment? Or do you sit there all the time? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pardon um, me. I mean, I hey, Every time I, I go out, I see, uh, you know, uh, I got to go through a gauntlet. I have to go through a gauntlet of of devils. I know. I hear you. I hear you. Believe me, I hear you. But they don't like to do it, you know, in stores. You know, some stores, yeah, we think yes, it's in but I think it's something else. They don't like to do it in front of cameras. They do not want to be ID'd or photographed. Do you have a digital camera on you at all? Yeah, sure. Uh, they They don't let me afford nothing. You would not believe the horror I've witnessed. Where do you live? Where do you live? Sacramento. Oh, you're out west. You would not believe the horror that's taken place in this city. Are, are the there west. any other people in your area that you could hook up with, that Derek can hook you up with? That <clears throat> um, you could at least list. talk to? Hey, hey uh, I tell you, it, it's getting worse all the time. I know, and, it is. And, and, I agree and, and, with hey, you. You know, you complain to something like John Hall, and he can break your computer. He It pisses him off. John Hall and, and that other guy, uh, uh, Tulse, they break your computer. It costs you hundreds of dollars. I swear to God, they've broken my computer like three times. I swear to God, if I complain to them about this, I swear to God. They but break have your you com- hooked up with anybody phone. in your uh, area? I've complained to God, and they break your phone. Your phone goes out. And, and you get your, your, they break your modem. I swear to Christ, they I know. This. I hear you. I hear you. They screw yeah, with your Until you're bankrupt. Seven. Until you have nothing. Well, break remember, your the stuff. poisons are a force multiplier. When you, right. you, you, you have no idea what going on. Right. They can break your car. Yeah. <sighs> your car. I, I have no I money. That. I can't afford it. Yeah, um, what yeah, they can but do. it's not that many people, like you say. It's, it's 
you know, they can control a town. No, you a can't say that, John. Like Don't say that. Yeah. You, you, you email it's John Hall and everybody. he'll break your computer. He'll he'll destroy your computer somehow. Mm. Do you well, have uh, anybody that's near you that you've hooked up with? I'm trying to get a, well, all a, a, there a are question. devils and demons and psychopaths. No, that's and, not true. And, um, There's a lot of good people You wouldn't believe all the call. children that are possessed. All these hey, children, hey, hey. they're possessed. What's your first name? My name is Mary. What's your first name? John. John, have you have you been in touch with anybody that lives anywhere in your area that you uh, could talk to? John, right. Um, um, they they. Uh, oh, Derek, are you there? None of them Can you are nice. Up with somebody. <laughs> we need to reach out and talk others about this all the time, every day, even if it's only 10 minutes, because nobody You're can handle this shit by themselves. And, 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 and the pigs here, the fucking pigs are even worse than the gang stalkers. They're even eviler. Well, you know, it's not all the time. They are the devil. It's a, their, their priority. Well, their mi- yeah, I, I their I minds are like, are like a sewer pit. Are they are their sick minds? How they even think of this stuff, the psychological warfare stuff they do to you. They even no, think no. it. How, how, and then whoever to allows them to do it. How they allows them to do it. I know. Hello, Mary? Yeah. Oh, I was wondering, where are you at? I'm on the East Coast. I'm not on the West Coast. Uh, I was just going to say, who would, you know, the things that you were describing really fits me to a T, you know, whether you can tell that or not. Um, but um, I was just going to say, if, um, but by any chance, do you do Facebook? No, I don't do, I don't I do, do Facebook. social media crap. <laughs> I, I was, I was going to ask you, Mary, if you wouldn't mind getting my number from Derek and, um, and maybe uh, holler at me sometime. I'd really appreciate it because uh, you're quite an encouraging person. And, and boy, I tell you, well, I, I just get really need inspiration in his voice. And I've been there. We've all been there, and we've all had our days. Look but up you know the what? truth We're about it all. Here, you know, but we need to talk to each other. Everybody needs to reach out and talk to somebody every day because otherwise, you're going to crack. Oh, you cannot do this by day. yourself. Yeah. Mary, Mary. Yeah. I think a good way of looking at this is that we are chosen for a particular oh, reason. Absolutely. And, and I think one, that, of the yeah. reasons, one of the reasons that we are chosen is because we are strong to enough to handle this. And you, once you get to that point, you That's realize right. and you become enlightened that this world is just nothing. We yeah. are so much it's more. Yes, we it's are so much more. And you just have to rise above it. Yeah. You have to change your frequency up. Not a divine you get negative and everything, they got you. Destroy your life. But also on this call, exactly I would like to bring this up, to you guys. Hi, this is Donaldson. I would like to make mention of the fact that on TalkShoe, we have groups of people that like to make prank calls, prank phone calls. Okay, but and then I, you know, what we need I to do is continue to remain. Hold, can I hear what I'm saying? Hold on. Hold on. I'll be done in a second. Don't, don't go here. 
This could be very insulting to somebody. Okay? The idea, what I'm saying, is this. I Don't you agree that it's appropriate to not, not give instructions necessarily? No one needs to do anything. If we want to call someone, we will. No one has to do anything. Well, I'm not asking for your viewpoint. Thank you very much. If I was in desperation, like I hear the, in that gentleman's voice, I would want somebody to reach out to me. And that's well, the second time you crossed me on these calls. I don't know who you are, but you can keep your opinion to yourself, okay? I don't need it. He can take I think it's it just, what it's I think it's opinion, it it's opinion that it. you're that's wishing to give, you know, that we should all call him. That's opinion. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we all need to talk to somebody every day. Nobody can handle this by themselves. Another and opinion. At the time you cross me, and, and I don't like it. He can take what I'm saying and either take it or leave it. It's his choice, not yours. Okay? No, I, I'm I'm for you. Don't don't think I'm against what you're you're about. No, you just insulted me, and that's the second time you've done it. But it's so, no, it's whatever. it's true. You gotta you gotta stop trying to tell yours. people what they should what they should do. You know, like, I'm not saying what we should do. No. I'm saying anytime people I mention something, people. it's all about what we could do, what we could possibly people need do. People. I hey, disagree. Hey, 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 fuck face. Hey, fuck face. Shut the fuck up and get off, you fucking perp. Are you, people are you talking people, to yourself? Yeah, I'm talking to you, fuck face. Mm, right, I don't think, on. I think you're the perp. All right, all right, come on. Let's not talk about I think you and your girlfriend are the perp, okay? I'm calling you out. You guys Shut are the perp. Fuck okay. off. Shut the fuck up. How about you two go come on down from Sacramento to San Francisco up. where I'm sleeping shut under the, the fucking fuck bridge up. and make shut me shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Shut the fuck up. Okay, hey, that's not cool either. You know, that's not showing you up very good. That's a beautiful place. I was there last year. There's a lot of women on this call, by the way. That's real gentlemanly. Well, yeah, I uh, had to um, use it usually like that. I'm not sure why it's to that level, but anyway, it's muted. Now. Thanks, Derek. Uh, we have about an hour and a half left in the call tonight, and it was announced earlier, and for those of you that might not have been here, that as Karen is having the, the call after this one, and her room number is 130288, I believe. One three zero two eight eight. Yes. Derek, where can I get your number? Uh, who's this? It's, uh, this is Nancy in Tennessee, so I can get uh, Billy's number later. Uh, is your number on the oh. website? I'm not sure where my number is posted, but people seem to find me. But anyway, it's five one three. Five six eight one six three five. Say that again, please. I'm sorry. Okay, five one five six eight one six three 
You know, we need to remember, Derek, like I was saying, there's times when people come on this call and it might be the first time that they've said anything, you know, and they're desperate. And, uh-huh. and you know, some of us just railroad them right over, you know. We don't we don't recognize it, which is really a shame. Everyone wants to We've talk. all been there. If we can't, you know, be kind to each other, then, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not sure what uh there. I just... Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I know you don't like confrontations, but I'm sorry, you know. Oh, well, I'm not going to be you know, like that there's, either, there's, so. There's a problem. I don't mind. You know, you have to intervene. Yeah. There should be a general politeness, though, I think, when people call in. No kidding. Oh, I, I mean, so agree. A, My God. A, a general politeness that you're you're coming into a call that other people have been on before and you there's just a certain decorum that should be used, and anger is, to that level is not, not right. acceptable. Well, we're all angry. <laughs> yes, I'm angry I'm too. I'm not going to call and, and, and cue all you out and, and make really you know nasty comments because I'm angry. It's not your fault. Okay, who is that? Uh, Derek, hi, it's Patty from California. Oh, hi, how you doing? Hi, hi there. Listen, I, I haven't been on the calls for a couple of days. Um, is everything going okay with Tyrone? Oh, Tyrone. Um, I haven't heard about him for a couple of days. Uh, you know, he's uh, he has been released. For those of you who um. I'm wondering about Tyrone. He was released Monday. What did that guy do? I heard you talking about the the whole Secret Service thing. Like, what what what, what he, did he do? He actually presented himself very well. I thought on the YouTube. I thought he presented himself really well. What's that story? What happened with this guy? This is the the guy that is got this the Secret Service after him. Um. Yeah, he was, um, he saw the videos. And, uh, what, he, made some videos. Because he was, uh, protesting in front of, um, the White House by himself. Uh-huh. And, um, over a period of days. So the, um, which got the Secret Service a little bit antsy about him. And so they, uh, they just. What was he protesting? To- what was he saying? Well, well, uh, he had uh, he, he had signs of um, uh, he he was protesting. Um, uh, let's see, there was it was Aaron Alexis and Myron May. He had their their pictures on the sign. He was carrying it, and uh, he was. I he mean, just a, a, whole, a whole lot of factors pictures. came together at once, which kind of um, added up to it was just. It it's just inevitable. He had I mean, people Aaron Alexis and Myron May are both mass shooters. He was walking around with his sign, which brought Secret Service to their attention. He was standing in front of the White House where the president lives. It just kind of, you know, I didn't know he was going to do that 
are, so I could have uh, warned, her, warned him about about all of that. But uh, all that taken together, it was an absolute given that he was going to get picked up. Um, so anyway, um, so I it's alone, and the Secret Service, uh, who's there to protect the president and all that, and, and lone uh, gunmen, um, are, are really, uh, I mean, there's a lot of suspicion there because they can do anything. So, um, and it happens all the time, you know, and with security being uh, breached lately at the White House, they're just very, very uh, antsy nowadays. So if you're going to do any type of protesting, uh, I would say, uh, and, and if you're by yourself, do not do, do not do it in front of the White House. Um, if you have at least one other person with you, um, they could they could overlook it. But if you're by yourself, that's a security risk, especially in front of the White House. But what did the hospital say about all the calls? Does anybody know? And what did he say exactly? I, I caught that there was two pictures that he had on his sign of people. Was he protesting about people? Yeah. Uh, well, Myron May and um, Aaron Alexis are mass shooters. They're mass shooters. He, Yes, uh, uh, Alexis was was a Washington so what was he to, to lock him up, let him go, or well, they they uh, called him off the sideboard. Uh They came up and accused him of uh, writing something on Twitter about a mass shooting. Um, he claims he didn't write that tweet, um, and they, that he he was being set up, which could have been. Have been very uh, well the case, but it was you know it's just you know all those factors pointed to um, to that being inevitable. He just kind of walked into the hands. But anyway, he w- he only was held for about a week or so, a week and a half, and uh, he's now been released. Uh, he's been trying to make his way to the West Coast. Uh, whether or not he has, I'm not sure. Um, so I guess he supports like mass shooters. He was in favor of those people or something. <laughs> well, no, no. it looked like that. It looked like that to the Secret Service. But um, but these are target individuals, and he was um, trying to raise awareness of um, them being targeted with uh, direct energy weapons. Uh, the the mass shooters were Ti. That's what I was saying. Oh, yes. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I'm under mind control, and and I can't control the things I do. I, you know, there there are times where you know I'm like a ghost trying to get back in my body. You know, like and I'm just like watching myself walk, talk, move around, say things, and and I have no control over it. And then you know the consequences come to my life. So I I wouldn't doubt it. With all the phone calls that flooded into that hospital, they had to have got something, Derek. They had to what? With all the phone calls that were flooded into that hospital at that end, people had to wonder what was going on. Uh, well, they did. And it wasn't the hospital's fault in this. They were caught in the middle. Uh, and this was really the first time uh, any of us have been, at least to my knowledge, 
have been picked up by the Secret Service, which made it a little bit more difficult to extricate him, but uh, they finally did. Are you are you going to be going to Dolores' meeting? Oh, I'm. I don't know. There's going to be about 240 people there. Going to be what? There's going to be about 240 people there. Going to be in Huntington Beach. What was that number again? This is a TI group that everyone's meeting up at. Two hundred twenty. There's never, never been that many people at a meeting. I wish I could be there. I love Huntington Beach. Um, yeah, I'm trying to make my way over to LA soon. Uh, have a TI in jail. And I'm trying to uh, to get over to visit him. That's nice of you. So when the eyes get locked up, you you try to get them out. Um. Yeah, I'll do what I can to help him. Uh, being in jail is not like the mental like the mental ward. Uh, it's, uh, it's a whole different uh, ball game there. He's going to need an attorney to help him with this. Hell, you need an attorney in the mental ward. <laughs> if, uh, if you don't want to go away to the funny farm forever. I know I was there not too long ago myself. Um, the the pain in my head, the, the clicks, all over my head that they remind me are in there every so often like they did this morning. Um, you know, and, and there was like chains, like things piercing through my brain, grabbing onto it. I swear it's like a nanobot video that, um, you know, it, it, it's like that at least. However, they're located in their strategic places, all these things in my head. And I, uh, I was in the psych ward for a little bit over a month recently, and it's just because I I couldn't do anything except go insane from the pain in my head. Go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. It's it's terrible, man. And just a a variation of degrees on how much they're they're doing stuff to me. I don't know how they got all these things in my head. I... There's a scar on my forehead, and I don't know if, if that's it. it. It's been there ever since I was a child, ever. Oh, probably around the same time, roughly, I found the scar on my on my torso when I was a child. Like, my father committed suicide, and, and I know it was because he couldn't do anything else. He, he obviously wasn't my father at the time. And, um... You know, my mother is likely the same, is the same way. I mean, all the things she did to me that were horrible. I mean, it's it's just my family. And 
you know, except for my uncle in Idaho, they they seem to all be free thinking, free minded people. They're they're all looking like space aliens, white and frosty. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh not everyone's willing to believe that 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 they're uh you know people from other worlds behind this, but I swear that's the case. That's the people that are stalking me. They all look a certain way, or they're or they're TI stalking you, and they don't know why because you know they think they're listening to the sound of God and they're obeying the voice of God in their head and. You know, what What you can get a person to do when they think that they're serving Jesus or, or, you know, they're worshiping the devil or whatever, you know, deity they think they're worshiping when it's really just voice to skull in their head telling them to do a bunch of screwed up shit to people. <laughs> no. Some of them don't. Some of them don't even listening to any voice they're listening to a religious leader and um, they're listening to these religious leaders and the leaders are saying, you know, using examples like Rahab the harlot you know, if you're familiar with her from the Bible and um, you know, so they believe that you know, they do these terrible things and they believe that they're doing good they believe they're doing right yeah, they they think that they're, you know, serving God. I was under that illusion. I mean, I when I was like uh 23, I was um, you know, well, well there was evil, there was a voice in my head trying to make me hate women and be a gay homosexual drug user, you know, and go to jail and be a criminal and all this crap and then you know for a while there was a um a jesus that i heard you know i was under the illusion that i was listening to demons and devils for the longest time and and that there was jesus and then you know it was like jesus went away and then all i heard was a voice of the grim reaper it was death in hades were the voices in my head. Because I was reading the Bible, you know, I was looking for answers as to why I was, you know, experiencing all these, you know, things I was experiencing. And um, they just kind of, you know, the voices portrayed religious deities, you know, for the longest. And, um, well, it just didn't make sense. And after a while, they... um, well, I mean, it, they they tried to sound like um, like people, like you know, oh, the people that are abducting me and and you know doing things to me. Oh, these are the voices I was hearing, and and um, you know, I I don't know. Maybe people jack into this and they can speak into my head at times, but I'm pretty sure it's you know it's, it's the automated computer just. Um, constantly, you know, analyzing my thoughts. Um, I know my my eyes and my ears are bugged. They're tapped into, and, um, you know, like, I'll be trying to talk, and, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll just end up saying whatever I'm hearing in my head being played, and 
God, it's a nightmare. I'm being murdered systematically, piece by piece. They've made me live in places like I've been force-controlled to live in places where, you know, bad things are coming to me and I just can't, you know. It's it's like they're determined not to let me be a functional man in society. They're determined not to let me have friends and relationships. And, you know, they're just trying to make me into this horrible freak, like, of a person that I never wanted to be. I, I you know, I quit smoking, the the chips in my head turn on, and, and you know, I, I find myself running around asking people for cigarettes, and, and then there's a gang stalker, you know, waiting there to uh, give me a, a cigarette laced with poison, and give me a heart attack, and then I'm on my way to the emergency room, and that way, you know, like, they make me go buy, I have to buy cigarettes, because I know that I'm I'm not going to be able to not smoke them, I'm just going to, you know, be roboticized, smoke cigarettes anyway, and if I don't have my own, then, you know, it's going to be someone giving me poison, and I went through all that, and, uh, that kind of, you know, led up to me going to the psych ward, too, like being stalked, being handed poison, you know, the the voice says, you know, I'm about to get ran over, and then here comes a car, you know, that runs through a red light trying to run me over, and, you know, like, and it's just like mocking me. It's like telling me about it ahead of time, and it tried to force me to walk in front of the car, too, but, you know, I just... You know, I'm fighting, resisting, and trying to not die here. And I would really like a chance to live, you know, love a woman and be a normal man and and work and and contribute to society. But you know, it's just not an option. Like, I'm not allowed to. And I know exactly what you're saying, but with the exception of God. God has talked to me. No, I haven't heard his voice, but he's let me know things clearly, you know, talk to me and let and, and reveal things to me. I wish I, I wish could say I that, man. I I uh I used to believe in God like because of what's happening to me to force me to, but um I just um the only thing I've ever heard is technology in my head, and I, I, I have to accept that, that um, that even the, the feelings, you know, I used to feel like warm, fuzzy, warm, fuzzy feelings. feelings, you know, I'd you know, go to I'd church, and I'd and feel I'd like feel a warm, like a fuzzy warm, feeling, and I would think, oh, that's Holy Spirit, and, you know, if, if I see like a hologram image of like a fiery bird, I was like, oh my God, it's Holy Spirit, I'm being saved, you know, I, and and like, you know, there would be like this this power that would come over me and make me like, you know, cry or tear up, you know, at a at a at a church service or something or a, a Christian concert, and um, you know, like it's it, it's it's emotions, it's it's feelings, it, it's um, it, it's it's voices, I mean, there's, they can make you feel 
good, too, if if they want to. I mean, I was convinced that, that Jesus existed until the, the until they got bored of Jesus and, and decided that all I was going to listen to from now on was death in Hades and, and, and the gayness and baby pee, you know, which is supposed to be like, you know, baby Persephone off of, you know, like, and, and they like did like juggalos and like juggalos were like spirits that, you know, were talking to me sort of stuff. And, and, you know, it's like this wide variety of spiritual archetypes that have been played through my mind. Satan, Lucifer, Bezelbull, they all have scripts. Script. Like, you know, like you know, Lucifer, like, you know, says, you know, you know watch your watch back. Your back. I'm you gonna, teeth out or, or whatever and and jesus says i might do something or you know like you know there's a script for each one of these archetypes that that they play and and this they they make, they people, make believe people believe in god, in god. because you know if, if you can't explain what's happening to you 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 don't know that it's it's technology you believe that Oh, it's a spiritual phenomenon. God is talking to me, and and God wants me to go to church. And you know, like for a while, like it was like they had me running around buying bird seed and and you know, like throwing bird seed here and there because you know the Bible verse that says you know the Lord you know takes care of these birds. You know, then you know blah blah blah. So I hear I was the guy you know, going around feeding birds and, and, uh, you know, yeah. uh, okay. Well, a lot of us have that. And, uh, I want to make a distinction here because, uh, some people are going to say that if it's not God, then there is no God and there is a God, but he's not, he's not V2K to you all the time, but don't stop believing in God. Just because they're using technology to confuse you, there's a lot of echo on me. Well, um, I'll believe in God in the sense that, well, well, there's there's different ways I'll, I believe in God. I believe okay. that wait, wait, God... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Now, you had a chance to talk. I, I just got unmuted like three seconds ago. Uh, um, um, here's well, the thing, though. Here's the other thing. People who think that these guys have the power of Satan because they hear demonic uh, voices and things, it's equally uh, it's equally deniable that it's uh, Satan doing it to them. So we shouldn't give people the, that much power because if they were really being ruled or controlled by uh, a demonic force, they wouldn't need technology to harass us all the time. So just remember this. Mostly people with a big ego and a lot of equipment. That's the main thing. That's the bottom line here. Let's not give power over to aliens, you know, you know, dark uh, well, ghosts not all aliens whatever. or little green men or, or greys or reptilians or bird-winged people called angels or or that stuff. I mean, aliens are just anything that's not of this world. I, uh, well, here's what I'm saying, though. You're, you're 
trying to put it outside of the reality that we exist in. And it is it, it is in this reality, and the technology does exist here, and it was created by people. Have so, you ever um, heard of a song uh, called Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult? Probably. Or Cowbell. You should play that, because it's about people coming from space to Earth. That's that's what it's about. And yeah, it's but about a guy you're going to get yourself, you're gonna get yourself in trouble trying to believe that that's who's talking to you. I you're believe that it's a computer program nice. that's been set to, to destroy me. It's, it's, and, and there are people on the other side of this somewhere that are watching my life, that are, yeah. you know, that... That are it's observing not just them. you. It's not and, just you. Oh, I, I know, and and I don't think that they're watching me with you know cameras in my house or or anything like that. I think they're they're watching me through my eyes and ears. They're they they've got things in my head. They've got technology wired into our brains that is like. There's a movie There's called a movie Strange Day, and it's about um, this guy who records people's brains and sells the tape. Okay, so uh, it's a lot bigger than that. All right, it's just—it's a lot bigger than that. It's a worldwide phenomenon. There, there are shadow governments all over this world that are working together, and I wouldn't really give any more credibility to the voices in your head. What you have to do And, and this start. government is bigger than this world. There's like a whole federation of planets. Like there's there's different worlds going on here. Like uh, do you have do you have any verification? Do you have any proof? Well if you believe in God and religion I'll use the Bible as proof. You know, um it says the devil is a serpent. Well um you know it also says the devil was thrown out of heaven to earth. Well, heaven is the sky. Um, and, uh, you know, there are people that, that call, you know, their reptilian beings that, you know, are called reptilians. Well, that's the same thing the serpent is. That serpent that is the devil that you know that was thrown from heaven to earth what, what is a reptilian being. Hello? Well, I don't came know from that. another world. I don't world. have any proof of that. What is Hello? Well, not. Can we no. can we move on to you know actual practical um help for people? I'm just they, sharing my experience. Really? I wish I could help people. I, that's all I want to do is help people because I walk around the earth and, you know, there's more TIs than just us. There's a whole lot of people that don't even realize they're TIs. Like, I know. Like I was saying earlier, I didn't realize I was a TI. I thought I was hearing demons and angels talk to me. Um, can, I, exactly can, I, can, I, can I give you, can I give you something so they, that, can help, that can help you? I didn't they were going to shoot my life into the shitter, but go ahead. Tell me, brother, what what do you think is going to help me? What's going to take the voices out of my head? What's going to take these implants out of my body? What's going to stop this and let me live like a human being? All right, um, can you can you, can you go to this website? Can you go to um, creationlightship.com? Creation... 
Let me get a pen. Light, and then ship like a like a ship. Yeah, yes, that's 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 create that's creation lightship dot com. Okay, why am I going to this website? Okay, just just go in there and um, just just um the the guy that own the website he have um a radio show on on Monday. Just just check out the website. On the left hand side, there are some free healing. You saw my online healing. Um, it might sound a little a bit weird, but um, just check it out and um, just just see just see what what it will do for you. Just check it out, please check it out. What's it about? I'm, I I need to write something down here, like a note to self, you know, to check All right, this um, out. Um, um, you, you were talking about um these aliens. You were talking about these aliens doing this stuff, right? Um, that's what this guy's about. He's explain he's explaining what um they're doing, and he have um a website. That um have healings that um that that take that take the implants that take the implants out and remove even remove the the nanobox remove the nanobox the healings do work. Another <laughs> website that removes implants. The nanobox. Well, okay. So they, does this one actually remove implants, like physically remove them, or is it going to be like another one of these hokey pokey things where you know I'm I pay a hundred and no 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 listen and people pray over me and and that's supposed to cure my no no listen I'm telling you on on the left hand side there are some free healings just check the free healings out and and see what it does for you just check them just check them out first i'm not telling you to buy anything there are some free healings on the left hand side check out check out the free healings and 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 see what it, it will do for you right okay cuz i you know i called a guy named uh, james gilliland he has this Assetti ranch I, I didn't actually get a hold of james gilliland but i called the Assetti ranch and you know they talk about all this stuff, and they called it a trans, um, a trans personal release, and and by me paying like you know somewhere like it was like 150 bucks or something, um, then they send me an email at a time of day I'm supposed to meditate, and. Um, they're going to meditate, you know, wherever they are about, you know, me. And, and we're all just going to meditate where we are and, um, you know, that this meditation is going to, like, remove these implants and this, uh, you know, stuff happening to me. And, and you know, I've, I've like, been on another site. It's called cleaningwings.com. And, you know, it's, it's, it's all the same thing. It's just like, you know, prayer or meditation, like they, they'll take your credit card, but, you know, like they don't actually do anything. They, they just, you know, say, well, you have to raise your frequency and this and that sort of stuff. And like, you know, like, you know, meditation is great. Prayer is real good too. But I'm I'm a TI. I've got voice to skull. I've got people abducting me, raping me. I I I, I walk around like like that Freddy Krueger movie where you know like Freddy Krueger sitting there, you know, got everyone on the strings, walks the kid off of the you know out the window of the building. That's that's how my life is. I, I you know. I've I've been to church. I've prayed. I've I I've you know. You yeah, know, well, said, I think in your case, 
I think what you need to do is to do more grounding work because um, you need to get more practical and much more grounded in your countermeasures, electronic countermeasures, acoustic countermeasures. Oh, I can um, do is go to the hospital all the time for, you know, I'm not ta- what No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about very practical, down-to-earth things that you could do to shield yourself and stop floating around in usual territories that are going to make your psyche worse. Do you hear what I'm saying? Stop doing what now? You've got to ground yourself. Take off your shoes and go Thank stand you. on some wet grass. Get, yeah, get earth grounded. Get practical shielding techniques. And stop floating around with these, you know, fairy no, there's nowhere I can go work that, that I know, you know, I know it sounds a little airy-fairy and everything. You'll bleed off electricity out of your body. But one of the biggest things that's been a great result for uh, my partner and I is to get in water outside. Bathtubs don't do it the same. Uh, we yeah. live near the ocean enough to go there. If you just lay in the water outside... Yes, you'll feel you'll feel emotional stuff, negativity, all their shit roll off you mm-hmm. in a half an hour. You'll feel like part of you came back. I've done that before. I, I mean, I go to California and work yeah, sometimes, work. and I, I go to Huntington Beach and walk around, walk around and keep fishing fish. and, and all that You're stuff. But, sand, you know. but, yeah, and I'll do all that, and that's, that's, that's lovely and everything, but, you know, I'm, I've still got the, you know, and, and I'll, I'll get all lightheaded. Last time I was working in California, I was, like, trying to work, and, and I was just headed outside, outside myself, myself, and, and um, I, 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 I was terrible, I was terrible at my job because of, you know, everything happening. Yeah, there's, you know, you can go get a massage, you know, you can do this and that, but, you know... Um, you still got to work it. You got to work it. I mean, it's a yep. daily, it's a minute-by-minute survival that we have to go through developing, collecting, coping skills. And some people get too far off the ground, well, and they don't do the, the physical I, uh, stuff. Coping. And some people right are now. too grounded, yeah. and they don't as do the spiritual. As long as I'm talking on the phone with you guys, I, I hear a lot less B2K. Yeah. Well, I, right. I'd yeah, like to say just, something. Uh, I want to kind of confirm what you're saying. I've had a lot of experiences. Like, um, who's the guy that's talking? He's Hello? still talking. Uh, go ahead, uh, ma'am. What was your trying to cope. Oh, and I just wanted to say that, you know, it is very hard. You go your whole life and you have experiences. And based on those Hello? experiences, you find your soul, your truth. But when you walk into a targeting circumstance, and I can relate to what this man is saying, um, you start to question, you know, well, well, what is real? You know, that experience, maybe it was a spiritual experience I had that was such a deep part of my soul when I was 16. Was that real? I based my whole life on that experience. Hello? And I think the difficulty here is going deep, deep down and trying to get in touch with what you do know that That's is right. real about yourself and hang right. on to that. That's very helpful. Thank you. 
I think that's good advice for everybody. It is. And, you know, I mean, as far as good and evil goes, if if you could put everything into frequencies, then you would see it as a frequency battle. And what they're trying to do, this is 25 years of experience and looking back, knowing what I know now, is to bring your frequency down. There, There is something out there that creates miracles and mysterious things. If you do your homework a little bit, you can find out that there is and confirm it. Something tells you to turn left and go look on a bulletin board, and there's that thing you need that you couldn't find for a better price anywhere else. Many things happen. It's happened to me all my life. So you come to realize when when you get yourself... Hello. When you get yourself into a higher frequency, it connects you to those good things that can happen. So you might look at it as the challenge. Remember the lady with the flow of blood for 12 years in the Bible? Hello? What's that? The lady with the flow of blood for 12 years in the Bible. She exhausted a lot of time and money at different doctors and nothing helped. So agree with them. Don't Please don't go to a lot of different um, places where you have to use your credit card and all that. In time, your healing will come. But it's going to be through Jesus. And uh, just hold on. Do what they said. Go to the water outside. And remember that account about the lady with the flow of blood. She touched Jesus' garment, and that's when she was she got healed of her um, unsightly condition. And so here, some of us, in fact, a lot of us, that's what's going to have to happen. We're going to have to wait on Jesus for the relief. But meanwhile, we do what we can daily. There's some good suggestions the friends gave. Walk, go to the water. Remember your own thinking, your own your own personality, and and trust. And realize that it's being challenged on purpose. We're we're put in a dualistic reality and then we're challenged. And it's kind of really a chance for everybody to prove who they really are. Because we've all had to grow to survive under this duress more than we would have had to grow if we didn't have to go through all these things. I find that over a period of time. And they challenge it too. You can get in a very loving state and then something really awful or rotten will happen or those that are V2K will, you know, have something rude happen to them through voices. And it's just to challenge you. So, I mean, you could say aliens or you could say demons. You could say Jesus or those who reached higher spiritual states. Uh, Jesus did say you can do these things and more, so consider not having limitations. And and a little bit of proof in the whole Jesus thing is go to stopabduction.com. There's a guy who worked for Boeing and a whole bunch of other big companies and found out something, and he makes these thought shield helmets with Velostat and Linkstat to protect people that have been abducted. If you go to the testimonial section, there's all kinds of reports of people 
being abducted that said the name Jesus and they couldn't be abducted. There's women that had babies inside of them that were taken out of their wombs before they were ready to have birth. All kinds of weird stuff. So if you do your homework more, you can put the whole picture together to say there is a fight between good and evil. That's pretty obvious, but the players that are involved, yeah, there's some humans. There's clones. There's CERN playing with interdimensionality. Something's coming up in September about that, so be prepared as much as you can for taking care of yourself. The scientific community is very alerted over that linear accelerator. The last time they started it up, the Nepal earthquake happened at the same time they started it up. So those who reference the Bible and say the unleashing of demons and all that, those who say the aliens, which we would call anything that's not human alien, as the guy pointed out, uh, it may be one in the same. And if you get enough information, it, it really gives you a, more of a feeling like you actually can see what's going on. And then to understand the purpose behind it is to say you have a heart and a mind and a conscience. If you use that, it, it'll cause you spiritual You'll grow. You'll grow. Right. Or, you, or you'll become bitter and maybe even mean and maybe even join the, the dark ranks. This is like a, a playground to learn in the contrast of duality. Right. And when you see it as a frequency challenge, the very fact that microwave calcifies your pineal gland and your pineal gland is your connection to your spirituality. If you look up Merkaba, M-E-R-K-A-B-A, it's a meditation that was mentioned in a 36-page report about remote neural monitoring They had a convention with all these scientific people and really high spiritualistic people. And they said one of the meditations you could do to block remote neural monitoring was the Merkaba, Flower of Life. And they found hieroglyphs on caves all over the world from ancient peoples that referred to this energy field that you could put around yourself. And so... I started doing that meditation. It was just a matter of 17 breaths and putting this this field called a star tetrahedron, which is just a, a shape of a three-dimensional star, <laughs> horizontal, and then you would make it spin. You, you can look up Flower of Life or Merkaba for more details. But I will tell you, when I started really getting good at doing that meditation, I started getting attacked viciously. Yeah. I mean, I thought I thought my heart would blow out of my chest. I built a little pyramid to try and create a, a sacred geometry field. I've done so many things I've tried. As soon as I put that pyramid together, put it up and got in it to do the meditation, airplanes started flying over <laughs> like Cessna. Well, that's good advice for people, Neil. I, but I want to, like, I hear these calls sometimes going off in so many directions. And, you know, as a therapist and uh, as a spiritualist, and I've seen so many different people over the years, but the thing is that in this program where our buttons are being pushed all day long and they're looking for people's vulnerabilities, 
the main thing is to stay balanced. And if somebody is is too far out in the alien theories, they have to get grounded. If somebody's only in electronics and shielding, they have to raise it. And if you're not doing not nutrition, nutrition, you've got to add nutrition. If you're not breathing, uh, you've got to start with breath. Everyone has to do a full range, full, you know, balanced balance. me- medicine, medicine wheel, wheel of aspects of life to keep them all going because one side is not going to heal the other side. You have to have both sides. So um, every part of people's lives will be out of balance if they only go in one direction for their solutions or another. And that's why we come together to share these ideas so that if somebody says, you know what, I never thought of taking magnesium. Magnesium is a conductor in the cells. Oh, okay, I need more magnesium, then I won't shake so much. Good, I didn't know that. But that's not a spiritual thing, that's a nutritional thing. So, you know what I'm saying? The medicine wheel. Every aspect, every every aspect. aspect. Right, all the aspects, and people have to see for themselves where they've been out of balance and fill in the spaces. That's what's going to get us through, and that's what's going to keep us strong all the way through, you know. And also, because of the time, uh, this time in human evolution, that these energies are brought through to bubble up and stir up parts of the dark side of humanity so it can be visible and to be changed. You know, we have to look at history in terms of thousands and thousands of years, and this is a time when energy being accelerated really does make people look at themselves in a very deep way and heal that aspect before they go back to just being a soul again. Like you were saying, this is the world, the school of life, where we get to, you know, try out different things and bring it together so that we can heal ourselves on a soul level. But we get to see it right here in the physical reality. Yeah, we're we're being challenged. I mean, how would you feel if you created 7 billion people and gave them this beautiful world full of all this variety of creativity and then you saw, you know, because we all have a a mind and a free will that we could just have disregard for keeping the balance and being the stewards of the planet. Mm -hmm. What if you saw by putting everybody under duress that they would choose their sides? No longer gray. You would get off the fence and you're black or white more so than probably any other times. But but if it... Similar to other times, you know. It's yeah, that's similar. true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, it, the medicine wheel is what's coming up for me tonight when I listen to people because um, we really, we have to look at all aspects of ourselves. Not. And, Would you explain and, that to people a little more? Okay. Well, the medicine wheel goes way back in Native American cultures. Um uh, you know, it's north, south, east, west. It's the the colors, the sound, the sound, the music that goes with each direction, and it's also aspects of consciousness or, you know, the mind and heart and personalities of human beings. And um, I wasn't I, I wasn't planning on teaching about that. It just came to me that it's what I needed to tell people that um, you have you know the head, the feet. 
um, what you do with your arms, where you go. Um, and if you want me to, I can go get, you know, some literature and read it. But it, the main thing is that each person, they don't have to be na- Native American. They don't have to have a specific tribe that they uh, prescribe to. But to look in themselves and outside of themselves, their environment, and see what is do I have a lot of and what do I have too little of? You know, it's a real simple question. And then you can balance it out. It has to be an equal equation in every direction. And the sensor, which is inside of you, is also higher and lower. Your feet on the ground, your head in the sky, and keeping it all in balance. So, so it's a balancing act. Mm-hmm. Yes, and also you can look at it through, you know, martial arts. I mean, one of the first things that they teach in martial arts, and when, you know, we're all in a defensive position. There's no doubt about it. We have to learn to defend ourselves. In martial arts, depending on which style that you learn, the first thing they learn is how to keep their balance because they're going to get pushed off. And they have to learn how to roll and pick themselves back up again. So those are like the first two things you learn in any of the martial arts, and that is balance and recovery. True. In Aikido, one of the great teachings in Aikido that I brought away was that there there are nonviolent martial arts what they do is take the enemy's force and use and, and let it turn around back to them. So it's like their force coming back to them, okay? And a lot of it has to do with circular motion. So the harder they come at you, the harder they get hit in return, <laughs> or the harder they fall if you move out of the way. That's just a, an analogy for that. And I mean, this is teaching us the deeper potential of the capabilities of being a human or a spirit having a human experience. Right. We're, we're right. being called to become more. Exactly. And the only, people do that under duress. I mean, exactly. you know, you look at countries where uh, you could eat better out of a dumpster in America than you can eat anywhere in some other countries. And they look at Americans as lazy and ungrateful and wasteful. Uh, it, to, if we all died tomorrow, we'd we'd have to be embarrassed if we were looked at in a room full of all the souls across the whole world and say, you know, how many people just threw food away and you know put stuff out on the in the garbage can instead of taking it down to Goodwill that somebody else could have used or bothered to recycle. It's we're we're having to clean up our act, and the TIs are under the major duress to do that. So maybe we're called to become the most we could possibly be. But if you really oh, wow. understand the battle inside yourself that's going on, is going on the outside, and you'll yeah. find the answers on the inside. That's right. You have to sit quiet, though. Yeah, it takes a lot of effort, and it takes it a does. lot of. Um, you know, it's like a constant um, awareness. I mean, it really comes down to super awareness. I know that I've grown a lot stronger mentally and 
psychologically because I've been forced to. And um, it's not it's not that I'm a different person. It's just I had to dig deeper into my resources and grow the skills that would work for this situation. And so, um, but I don't think everyone is up to it. And we need to help each other through because some people are going to get totally squashed if they don't know how to access those deeper resources. That's the real challenge. And it is constant work. I mean, you know, somebody says, well, yeah, I've tried meditation, and I've gone to doctors, and I've done this. It's like Sue's saying, you know, it's it's having to deal with all the aspects. And just know that you are going to become frustrated, and you won't feel like you've ever attained a state of perfection that you could maintain. You're always going to be challenged. I mean, I get pissed off and throw a coffee cup. And I'm like, now i got to clean up the coffee cup and, you know, feel bad because maybe I could have channeled that energy some other way. And, and just take it as practice. Don't beat yourself up, but keep going. And realize you're under a challenge, like being pulled as if you're, as if you're a piece of steel in between two magnets, a dark magnet and a light magnet, just as a representation. Having enough people died and come back to life, said they were going down some tunnel. Could that be manufactured? It, it happened to me. I felt so peaceful that I didn't want to come back. And yeah, there is frequencies that can make you angry and sexually frustrated and depressed and apathetic and all the emotions can be played on, even euphoric. But we're having to pay attention to detail. When I, when I sit quiet, that's what comes to me. Pay attention. The details matter. But getting enough information to understand what is going on and why are we here. There, there's more answers. And believe me, I feel the frustration and and wonder about the whole thing with you know God and the devil and the contrast and how come so many people have had to suffer. Uh, there, there's a bigger picture in what we go through. Consider we may take our resumes from all these experiences onto something bigger and better. And this is a time for humanity to make its choice. Are you going to hurt other people, get paid for it? Are you going to hurt other people so you don't get hurt? It's a real calling to, to see what you're made of. Do you think love is important enough to die for? Do you care about children and their future? Do you still go out of your way to be a, a good person and help others when you can? Do you notice that you get help back when you need it too, when you do that? The balance between give and take? The universal law that's not religious that says what you put out is what you'll get back? I tell these people, you know, I hear the creaking on my roof following me around. I've heard it for years. Whether it's a, an artificial intelligence machine relaying signals back to their major network, or it's a human, which sometimes it definitely was a person. I just say, you know, it's just really sad because what you're doing to me is going to come back to you. 
just make sure you're smart enough that when it does come back, that it's what you put out, and that's why you got it. Don't just say life is hard and it's a dog-eat-dog world and everybody has, you know, bad things happen to them. You do good things, you get good things back. But you still get humble. You, you can't just be a rich, spoiled brat living on a hill, having a perfect life, and never experience the contrast of life and be a balanced human being. You have to feel what it's like to suffer. And then you grow and you appreciate the sweet times. That's my input on that. If you can use any of it, use it. But keep going because you are being challenged. For anybody who uh, could use a booklet called What is a Targeted Individual? It's a 44-page booklet. It's been put into PDF format. <clears throat> we were sending out hard copies, and we ran out of money, um, thanks to the people who did donate. Uh, anyway, you go to skizit.biz. So it's S-K-I-Z-I-T dot B-I-Z. And you'll see a, a PDF there. Under, I think it's Morgellons and gang stalking or something like that. And she put months and months into this booklet to perfect it. And it's been a help for people that have friends or family and don't believe they're going through all this. And it covers uh, everything from implants to Jade Helm. And it's gotten some pretty good reviews after revisions and editing. So go get yourself a copy. You can print it, you know, on eight and a half by eleven paper and fold it in half and spread it around where you think it'll do some good. Oh, another thing, uh, the link stat. For anybody who's not familiar with it, it's like a black plastic carbon impregnated material. Uh, if you go to stopabductions.com, he uses Velostat, which was made by 3M. Uh, Less EMF sells it, and we were selling it for a while, and they ran out and then improved the product. And finally, after almost a year, they had to give me the money back I had put on an order. Now they're saying they're going to have it in a couple weeks. Uh, the link stat is 8 mils thick, so it takes 8 layers of that to make a hat to protect your brain or your heart or your adrenal glands uh, and other organs, uh, whereas the, the Velostat is 4 mils thick and it takes 12 layers to make a hat. So uh, for those who aren't protecting your head or your heart, um, if you use the link stat, you only have to put eight layers. You can put it inside of a baseball cap and then get another baseball cap and cut the visor off of it and stick that up in there as a liner because you don't want the link stat or the velostat to touch your head because it's conductive because it has carbon in it. And it'll bleed off uh, the, the microwave stuff. It doesn't help with acoustic or or scalar, it doesn't stop the high pitch ringing in your left ear.
got stuff so far. Uh, we just see everything goes through it. Uh, anyway, anybody who's <clears throat> interested in getting some links that, um, I want to see if I'm going to get enough people to buy a quantity so I can get a good enough price to pass it on. Just email me at electricrose, like the flower, 22, at Yahoo, and put links that in the subject line. And if I get enough people uh, interested in, in getting some, I'll send back the information that I put together for you to make a hat, a vest, and uh, a shield protector to put under your fitted sheet that loops up over your top sheet so it's not touching your body. And it, it, it'll reduce some. I mean, you really have to go to extremes like the hat and make it eight layers thick to get great results. And you're not going to shut everything out, including microwave, unless you're in an airtight enclosure. And then, you know, you'll be hit with scalar and um, they can, you know, burn holes through things with laser. It's pretty involved. But if there's enough people, I'll order another five rolls or so to get a good enough price. If you're using your baseball cap uh, and you feel pain in your heart, you can take your hat off and cover your heart and the pain stops instantly. I've used it for years, so those who are interested, email me, and if I get enough orders, I'll I'll buy a quantity enough to get us a better price than less EMF gives for half as thick material. Some of you know that we already did sell this stuff for a while, but for those who don't, hopefully I've explained it. And one last thing, uh, for those of you that are looking to detect implants in your body, just a simple, cheap device, it's not a great device, but it's semi-multi-purpose, is a CC308. So it's Charlie, Charlie 308. You can get it on Amazon with an AC adapter that charges the battery inside it for about $12. <clears throat> and what you do is you don't think about it, you just do it. Think about something else. Uh, they can turn off implants and you don't get readings, has been my experience. Uh, what's cheap about the unit is the, the sensitivity dial. You have to turn it just the tiniest bit and get the thing so it's just sitting there ticking very slowly. And then when you point the antenna at places on your body, like behind your ears, the webbing of your fingers, knees, up and down your spine, uh, the top of your head, down on your feet. Um, you may find quarter-inch cosmetic scars there. So it's no surprise. But if you do think about, I'm going to go get that thing and turn it on and test for implants, they may turn them off. Because it's been my experience that sometimes I'll get readings and sometimes not. But that is a, a cheap way to to see. And we are dealing with nanotechnology, putting wires inside of us to wire up a, a synthetic frequency interfaced electrical system, basically. Um, for those that are interested in pursuing a possible technology to disable those, that was proven um, in some more Gellens cases, go to 
morgellonscure.com. It's M-O-R-G-E-L-L-O-N-S cure.com. And take a look at the electromagnetic pulse device that, that he's put together there. I talked with him a few years back when he was just using a single coil. Now he's having people step in between two walls with coils all the way up and down. Um, I haven't proven this, but what was proven under a microscope using an EMP on on nanofibers uh, disabled the fibers and disabled some octagon-shaped clamshells that were actually moving. As far as nanobots, all I can say from an electrician's perspective, uh, a good enough pulse could disable a microelectric device because it has coils and antennas in it. That's about all I have to share tonight. Hopefully somebody else will talk. Hey there. I I wrote, I responded to you and was curious about how much it would be to get some of that stuff. Okay. <clears throat> Hearing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, would you ask him? Oh, is Neil still there? I was asking him. Uh, he sent around an email and I was curious as to how much Oh, okay. Well, normally, we, what we were doing before they improved the product, I'm watching to see what the price is going to be. But for fifty dollars, we were giving people twenty-four feet, which was enough. That was nail. That's nail. Yeah. So, so at this point, they've improved the product. It's designed for lining drums with explosives for the military. It was actually a, a mil-spec product, and they had to improve the product. And what it does is it makes it so static electricity wouldn't cause the explosives inside of a drum to go off. And it can be used as a pressure sensor, uh, like on a a keyboard for a computer, where when you're pushing down on those buttons, you're actually pushing down on a layer of this plastic that'll contact contacts on a PC board. Uh, so it's a pressure sensor and a conductor, which is why you don't want to have it touching your body. But it's also an absorber, so it it, yeah. it protects you. Anyway, well, uh, I'm interested, and I don't know uh, when you need the money. 
Or when you're well, ordering? Because yeah, I know I'm I not, wanted it last time, but what? I'm not looking for money out front or anything like that. I just want to see that I'm going to get enough people because, you know, we're tight on money, too. And yeah. if if I'm going to order enough, I just want to make sure it's all going to go really fast like it did before. Okay, well, yeah, I, I missed the wagon last time, so that's why I'm mentioning it this time. I don't want to miss the wagon again. I need something. That's right. You just have the Velostat I gave you a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that thing's on my head every night. And John gave me another piece for my chest. So. Well, for those who don't know, what what we came up with was just a little package with shipping and insurance and everything was 50 bucks, And it's 24 feet off of a three-foot wide roll which was enough for you to make a two-layer vest, an eight-layer hat, and one, I think, 14-foot layer, uh, you know, single layer to put half of it under your fitted sheet on your bed and the other half over your top sheet, uh, just to give you a little bit of reflection absorption. And it's it's certainly not a cure-all, but the hat just becomes a way of life. You get kind of tired of wearing a hot uh, a hot hat when the weather's warm and everything and wearing it at night. But when you feel something hitting your head yeah. and it's hurting inside, you put the hat on and it stops. And I'll be laying on the couch and they'll hit my forehead and I'll tip the hat down and it'll stop right away. Wow. So it, it's a help with the microwave stuff, not with laser or sonic acoustic stuff. Yeah. Cer- certainly well, not. Well, count me in for sure this time, please. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I think I sent a notice out to everybody in R&D. Yeah, I replied to you, but, you know, I didn't hear back from you. And like I said, oh, yeah. I, I didn't miss the cutoff last time, so I want to make it this time. <laughs> okay. You haven't been in the R&D mailbox for a while. That's and all right. Also, all right. Um, if, if you go over to CFI Enterprises, Charlie Frank Indigo is CFI Enterprises.com. Uh, right at the top of his page, he has two PDFs, and one of them is detection equipment that I put together for the webinars for learning how to use different detection equipment. It's got pictures the specifications, where to buy it, uh, all the information uh, for a good amount of of detection devices and a good amount of free phone apps for those who have smartphones. You can go to the mm. Google Play Store. And some of these were, you know, the apps were uh, recommended by engineers that use these, and it's a cheap way to detect things. So, you know, when you're out and about and somebody's pointing a phone at you or following you around or, you you know, you start feeling something different or maybe even an electric jolt and you go two aisles over and there's somebody with a a big, wide smartphone, um, they may be doing something to you. If you have one of those phone apps, you can pull your phone out, turn on your app, see something coming towards you which may be from their phones. They may know about it and they may not. It may be Wi-Fi. So don't just, you know, be paranoid that everybody with a phone is out to get you. Um, But what you can do is politely say, uh, 
I'm really sensitive to electromagnetic fields, and your phone is hurting me. Could you, like, not be near me or turn it off would be even nicer? And just watch their expressions. Some of them will mm. want to get out of there pretty fast. Some of them will mm. look guilty, and some of them will be oblivious. But it does help to have a, def- a detection device you can use out in public uh, because you can pull it out and... If it's somebody bad doing something to you on purpose, then you're really calling them on it. I, I've done it at the beach with the CC308, and people look at you because you've got this thing with this antenna on it. <laughs> yeah. And go, oh, what's he doing? Well, he sure is pointing at that guy standing over there with the phone, and I'm giving the guy with the phone a dirty look because he looks like an agent. And he leaves. Yeah. Well, especially it used to be easy to spot them because they had the good phones before anybody else did. Right. Yeah. Now it's and harder. Of, and of course, a camera is a good way to get rid of people too. They don't like their pictures taken, but don't be too aggressive and you know piss off somebody. Oh, and the other PDF below the detection equipment is a frequency list, which is an ongoing list that we're compiling uh, for those who have spectrum analyzers or get them. Uh, one of the things on the detection equipment list is called a, an SDR. It plugs into your USB port, and it actually tells you specific frequencies. It, it has a learning curve to it, too learn how to use it and use the right filters and I mean you'll actually see these little peaks coming up that'll be significant frequencies and uh, if you tuned into the FM portion of it you you can get FM radio stations but when you take the frequency list and you look at the frequencies licensed by the FCC uh, two different organizations and some open bands for general scientific medical research, uh, you, you're going to find some of these frequencies. You'll find the frequencies of medical body area network implants, which are apparently being used by these rogue groups in, in this interwoven syndicate across the world. So for those who would like to get an SDR so you could actually see the actual frequency instead of just the other cheaper units that are just showing you the intensity of what's being aimed at you. Um, The frequency list will be good for you to have, too, and and those are free. That's all at CFI Enterprises. Go for it. They're hitting my house. Hitting the main water pipe in the house. Whole house shakes when they do that. Yeah, I know you've been through a lot. Oh my God. Have you, have you have you gotten any uh any information about the different colors of plasma ball stuff that you see through your digital cameras causing any particular effects? 
or the particular materials that they could go through or not go through? Um, they go through everything. They actually go through everything. But some of them, I believe, somehow I captured the sonic because some of them really hurt my ear, um, which is why I picked it up to begin with because I my ears directional, if you will. Um, and they look different than the other ones. I mean, I got four kinds of orbs coming through here. Um, but they, they go through sheetrock, they go right through solid wood, or, you know, I'm not sure of that, but they definitely start at the ceiling and they go through the house and they descend. Um, I do have some that are coming through the window also, but most of them are coming through uh, the crevice, you know, up near where the gutters are, where the ceiling and the wall meet. Um, and then some, of course, are focused right towards the main areas that you're sitting in, you know, where, wherever you sit. Um, because of course they want to want to come right at you. Um, and what about color? What about colors and sizes? For them, well, this is going to sound weird, but uh, some of them have lighter hands than others, if you will, with whatever some of this stuff is. Mm-hmm. So depending on how hard they're doing whatever it is on their end, sometimes depends on how big. The orbs are, um, and I should have documented better in the beginning when I was starting to do this because I started realizing who, which cars had the best technology in it when they were screwing around with my phone. Um, and would you just, just suggest that? that I say distance is a factor? For the most part, the orbs are white. Um, some of them have yellow orange around the rim of the orb, um, a yellow orange color. Um, but I also started getting uh, some yellow ones, uh, which I had never gotten before, and that just started a couple months ago. And I've also got uh, blue dots on, like, my door and stuff. But of course, we know that's something different again. Um, but I wish you were closer, you know, because I need to get this into the right hands. Um, yeah, you, you do. It's, I have definite proof of all this shit. I really do. And would you explain um, to people what you do with your digital camera to get these pictures, just so everybody would know? Well, again, uh, you know, I went through two surgeries with the breast cancer, and they had plenty of opportunity to, to do whatever they wanted to do to me twice. Um, so I'm very electric sensitive to begin with, and then this just, like, puts me over the edge, especially when things are being directed at us. Um, I believe that I found an article um <sighs> regarding uh, the use of protons uh, is, is an old idea that has generated a new controversy. 
traditional radiation therapy uses photons or energy for electrons, the negatively charged particles that orbit around the nucleus of an atom. Once their energy is released, say by smashing them against the metal plate, the beam can be directed through the body but not stopped. So, I mean, they're radiating me. They're trying to cause cancer in me. I have a whole huge article on this um, that I just happened to find because I was going through all my cancer information. And God is good because, you know, you got to understand what's happening to you at least, you know, if nothing else. Sure. Um, But the only way that, I I don't know how to explain it. I can hear them. I mean, you can blindfold me and put me in the middle of the field, and I'll tell you exactly where the satellites are in the sky. That's how bad it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am linked. There's no yeah, you're you, you said something about when you get the ringing in your ears or something, and it comes on real strong, like somebody's changing shifts and tuning in their unit, which I've actually seen one yeah. of the units that was used. Yeah. Um that you turn 180 degrees and you can move in a 360-degree circle. That's bullshit. Fuck him. Fuck him. I'll tell you, uh, if I was in the Bronx, I don't hit people. I know that I was getting some relief if I put my head in between my legs, um, which sounds ridiculous, but there were times where I was like desperate. I had to try something, and it used to work. But they have put so many sensors in my house at this point that, you know, it's forget it for me. You know what I mean? But I know that strategically for them that the positioning of your furniture is very important. Um, and I know with all my heart that they put sensors in your furniture because I know they mapped me in my house forever. You know, everywhere I could sit, stand, and walk, you know, the next thing I know, I would hear tap, tap, tap on the outside of the house. So, and I've heard them talking about, oh, she's at number nine, you know, and you know what I mean? So I heard certain tidbits, but I mean, they have just loaded this house. I mean, yeah, we actually so have the, we have the drawings of those sensors and how they position different systems. Systems. He's a fucking really? cocky, darn ego trip and he wants the title. How do you, how do you, how do you find anything? anything? I mean, they, they hit the furniture. I mean, they hit things. And they're always hitting the same exact spot on the furniture. But yet, when you go to look for it, the CCOA goes off, but when you look for it, you can't find it. Yeah, and and that's a big problem. I mean, uh, something I didn't know before is that the cell phones can interact with the smart meters. And and I did know the appliances, newer appliances, have RFID chips in them. I'll let them finish speaking. Thank you. But also the Wi-Fi. The older ones don't, but they can modify them because I know damn well they've done something in my refrigerator. Well, they do. I am so affected by it. Right. While we're talking about refrigerators, I'm going to tell you my experience. Um, I don't have all the weird humming and the coil inside the fridge doesn't talk to me or anything like that. Um, like some people have reported some pretty bizarre stuff and too many people have reported it to ignore it. But there's yeah. a, a a little relay that costs about $20. If your refrigerator gets fried, there's a, a compressor. It's usually painted black and it's just this round unit and it's where the humming yeah. would come from. 
to pump the refrigerant, uh, plugged into that unit is a little relay and a circuit breaker. So on the top is a circuit breaker. You unplug that, and underneath it is usually a white ceramic kind of looking thing, which is a compressor overload relay. And I'm not trained in refrigeration, so it took me about three days, and I got blessed and found a YouTube video, and he said, pull this part off your compressor and shake it, and if it rattles, that's probably your problem why your fridge quit working. So if you end up with a fridge that's not working, that might be the first place to go. And it's been multiple experiences through the years of things that have coils or relays in them yeah. uh, that get roasted. And yeah. so it was a a big smile on my face after, after three... I'll tell you, if I was in the Bronx, I would punch him right in the face, and I don't hit... Well, come on over. Hey, 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 Neil, okay, son. now I talk since they got to talk all over y'all. Hey, Neil. Hey, my neighbor. You know, as far as refrigerators go, the sea line in Texas, you know, they came in and they went in my freezer, and they must have had to leave it, this little white knob off on the very back. If you just open the freezer and you stick your hand straight um, to the back, like you're touching the very back. At the freezer, there's a little circle a knob, and they left a little white knob, but they, they left that whole little thing open, and I can see the corals of the refrigerator. Um, so I tried to cover it back, but I don't know why why they did so. Um, and there's several other things going on. They keep cutting my those little cuts inside my linoleum um, on my kitchen floor in particular. And how about it put sensors in there? Discolored. Hmm. How about it put sensors in the floor? Oh yeah, they they moved stuff on the carpet and installed other things underneath the carpet. I'm aware of that. But yeah. it's something they're putting in my water, and I wish so. I'm sorry, I'm saying I'd be through. I wish so much I can get an honest person to tell me what they're putting in my water, because they have actually come in the house, Oof. took a loose. Um, one of the towels, one of the square towels. I live in Texas, Houston. One of the square towels in my bathtub. They've taken it loose right there where you control the water temperature. It's only one circular knob. <clears throat> and they replaced it. And I know they did because they didn't put it back straight. I know how it was. Because I look at everything before I move into an apartment. And... It's like it's like you can see my water. It's like it it runs a, a you know, like you see water run a flow of water into the sink, but it it'll have a constant. It build up like a something like a bubble, like a bar of a water bubble. Is the best I can describe it, and then it it'll drip. Bloop. You can actually a lot of times you can actually hear it hit hit the sink. Bloop. So. Whatever it is, it's toxic because it makes my fingernails break like crazy. So to be honest, I don't even bathe. I hardly ever, I take a bath every so often in it. I have to buy water for everything. Well, I do take a bath, but I just don't take one every day. <laughs> Apparently, the, the NSA does have some kind of kits that they can put on water systems. I don't know if that's what you're dealing with or not. 
Is there, is there any smell or anything? Mm, I can't really smell. I can't really smell. It's a common. There's so much stuff they've given us. And like I had told you before, mentioned to you before, Neil, about these little, I keep seeing these little sparkle, like glitter things. Sometime on my bed, I think they're sending it through the air vent or the ceiling fan because it's right over my bed. And if I have like a dark sheet, a lot of times you can actually see see the little glitters. Now, you asked me were they different colors before, and I told you no, they all look silver. But in reality, some of them do glitter different colors, like red, gold. And I've seen them on my car seat. I've seen them on my cell phone. I see it on a lot of stuff. So I know it's something. Um, Have you tried a black light at all to see what shows up under black light? Um, No. I have not. I guess I could do like that. I think in there with Ken, no, our other neighbor, um, I can't think of his name right off. He used to be a moderator sometime. For some reason, I get on this call, my voice seems so hoarse. Like, voice changes. Oh, we can understand, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of things. I mean, on my burner, my back burner, you know, on the stove, I have an electric stove to live in an apartment. On a, on a berry bag burner that allows the to use the oven, one of your burners always acts as a, like a, um, it's like a way to let some of the heat out from the oven. Use this a back burner. And on mine, it's painted with green stuff that looks like nail polish. It wasn't like that when I moved in. Like I said, I pretty much, a lot of times I videotape or look at things before I move in, so. But they use like most of us a combination of things. I have a 2015 car now. <laughs> I had to get another car because, long story short, my 10-year-old car over 100,000 miles Nissan Sentra, excellent car I had. They couldn't adjust the throttle, and I took it to the dealership. They couldn't adjust it, so I got another car. It's me. Well, anyway, of course, I hardly have any money. At the end of the month, I wind up punting stuff. <laughs> but anyhow, I was just going to say, in my uh, new car, I have a Versa, Nissan Versa. They get in and out of it. It has it, Now, that one, it's just total manual. Everything is manual. It's no electric doors, no electric seats, no electric mirrors, nothing electric. But they get in and out of it, too. And I found a device on YouTube it costs $30, and you can buy it, and it allows you to get pretty much in anybody's car. I try to, I'm yeah. going to try to pull it up and see if I can give you all the information. Do you, do you ever have just to, do you set your keys on the table?
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.